Hey everyone, today is Thursday, the 14th of May 2020. This is The Gap, episode 516. I'm Luke Laurie. Job Gilroy is here, and uh, we're at, I think, week nine now over here, where I have not been allowed outside, which is fun. Oh yeah, cool, sweet. Uh, I haven't been counting the weeks, so I've lost all track of time. Uh, but I did go outside. Uh, right. We'll talk about it in a little bit, but um, yeah, uh, it's uh, it looks like we're opening up over here because uh, our government, by relying more on the state governments to do stuff, uh, but not specifically impeding the state governments in doing stuff, which is what your government has been doing. Uh, I don't think they've been doing anything over here. The government, um, haven't they like been? Like taking shit from state governments and putting it in this oh, yeah. big stock to- stockpile or some shit. Like they've been confiscating it and then making them like bid against each other for supplies and stuff like that. Yikes. Yeah, it's been Yikes. interesting. Yikes! Uh, but anyway, Australia has done pretty well and uh, has flattened the curve, so they are yes. starting to reopen stuff over here, which is ah. pretty good. Well, we're, we're, we're doing that as well. Um, I think next Monday, uh, a lot of the states is going to start reopening, but they have not flattened any yeah. curve. It is still going up. <laughs> that's the that's the key difference there is, uh, yeah, they haven't flattened the curve. Um, yeah. So uh, I think from tomorrow, five people will be allowed to go into a house to visit someone or some shit. I don't know. Anyway. Right. Um, but yeah, so, I don't know. It's, uh, it's cold weather. I don't really want to go outside at the moment anyway, so fuck it. Uh, NBD, let's go visit family or whatever. Apparently up in Queensland, they had like a, dis- you're only allowed to travel a certain distance limit. I hadn't heard mm. anything like that, but uh, this was my granddad's birthday the other week, and because he lives on Bribey Island, nobody was allowed to to visit him because it takes about you have to drive about fifty fucking kilometers out of your out of your way just to get over the fucking bridge to Bribey. Uh, so unless you live on fucking like right on the other side of the bridge, you basically fucked. Uh, so or on Bribey itself, I suppose. Uh, so he was very uh, very grumpy that nobody could come visit him. Uh, and that was the first I'd heard of some sort of. Distance, uh, it doesn't even make sense. Queensland's fucking... Queensland's giant. Queensland's like the <laughs> second biggest state in Australia. You, mm. you can't get anywhere within... Nothing's 50 kilometres away from anything in fucking Queensland. Fucking hell. Ridiculous. Yeah. Even in Sydney, like, if you drove 50 kilometres, I guess, west, you'd still be in Sydney. <laughs> Like, you'd have to go for another 50 kilometers to be towards, like, the mountains or something. Yeah, exactly. Like, in the mountains. Yeah. 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 If you're lucky. Otherwise, you'd be in, like, Penrith uh, during traffic or something like that. The nightmare. Yeah. Um, Um, Yeah, anyway. So, I thought we could start off by talking about the Telstra Game Reviewer. Oh, (laughs) Right, I didn't put this down. Did you forget? It's good that you've brought it up. Did you forget about this? Tell us I shit. forgot about one of the best uh, jobs going for, for critics at the moment, yes. Um, Telstra 
announced uh, earlier this week that they were looking for a uh, a person to come be the Telstra game reviewer. The official game reviewer of Telstra. Uh, nationwide search begins to uh, find the official game reviewer to host a new content series. Attention all gamers, Telstra wants you to be its official game reviewer. And uh, the I guess the the nuts and bolts of it are that uh, they will pay twenty five someone twenty five thousand dollars to um, to review ten games. Hmm. Uh, and uh, yeah, that's uh, twenty five hundred dollars. I just figured the, the price, right? Like twenty five hundred dollars a game. <laughs> yeah, the price. Is, that is a significant amount. Uh, apparently, you got to knock out a video and a written review, um, which does generally knock up the price a little bit. Um, sure. The written review apparently has to be a minimum of. 300 words which is my intro uh yeah that's uh that's half of your intro uh that's just that's yep that's uh but that's the minimum i guess you could go as long as you want um i think this is a very interesting one because uh it's a competition to win a job reviewing games for telstra which uh is how i got into the industry I won a competition to review games for Telstra. Uh, it was a, a little bit different to this uh, in that uh, I uh, won a PlayStation 3 on launch back when they were $1,400 and also perpetually sold out or whatever, however much they fucking cost. I don't know. I never bought one because I fucking won one. So mm. I got no idea. Uh, but... um. Yeah, uh, the one of the caveats of winning was that I had to write a review uh, of all of the games that I got with it. And I got, like, f- every single launch game. Uh, something like, I think it was eight games and, like, 14 Blu-ray DVDs back when nobody had fucking Blu-rays. And, um yeah click because that's all they were pushing it as like a um like a blu-ray player same sort of thing as what they did with the uh playstation 2 being like hey you can play dvds on this yeah um it was kind of like the thing that sony home entertainment were like chuck this in there same Uh, the same thing it'll sell more units very weirdly didn't do with the playstation 4 um yeah but uh yeah anyway uh click was the best blu-ray that i owned click is a fucking hyper underrated movie uh, you know, Adam, Adam Sandler, Sandler remote one. Yeah. yeah, holy shit, man. That's that's when you realise that Adam Sandler might be able to do dramatic roles. Uh, um, anyway, uh, so yeah, I had to write reviews of uh, of the games that I got, and uh, they weren't they weren't official game arena. This was via game arena, Telstra game arena, or Big Pond game arena rather. Um, and um, yeah, they weren't official game arena reviews, but they were published on the site uh, as a bit of a. It was a bit of a lark. I think um, my the the editor at the time, Justin Cransell, who now works at Riot Games, um, is it right now? Right, yeah. Um, <clears throat> I think he thought it was like you know I wasn't going to want to do it, and I submitted like a fucking fourteen hundred word uh, review uh, just out of the blue, um, like the day after he, he 
he told me about how I was supposed to write these fucking uh, this this blog about winning a PlayStation and and the reviews of the games. He told me, and then uh, a day later, I, I dropped on him uh, way too many words about. I want to say it was Motorstorm first, uh, mm. and uh, he liked it. I mean, it took. It, I think it required a number of edits, but he liked it enough, and uh, and then we went from there um after that after the my obligations with the the console reviewing thing the competition were over he offered me paid gigs reviewing games um and then uh gave me the opportunity to apply for the staff writer gig at game arena and he uh very graciously decided to move to the u.s uh and i took over his role as editor and yep. then I held that role for like seven years until Game Arena shut down. Um, so, obviously, it's, you know, there's there, there are parallels there, right? Like Telstra Game, Game Reviewer and the, and the Big Point Game Arena um, competition. I mean, they're both competitions. They're both an opportunity to review games. Um, I was not being paid $25,000. I won a PlayStation and a bunch of games. It was... A little bit less, but for seven years, by the way, that's that's what you got. I know, I know, you got paid a dime uh, outside of the PlayStation, um, but I did use the PlayStation and mine for Bitcoin, so I became rich in other ways. Um, hmm. No, uh, anyway, yeah, the 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 money is the interesting thing, I think, because twenty five hundred dollars a review uh, back. Then, back when I won the Game Arena PlayStation competition, um, I made those first reviews when I was like, I was legit just going to write reviews for free because I enjoy, I very much enjoy writing reviews. Uh, I, I like games. I like writing. Reviewing games makes sense. Um, and, you know, I'm the best at it. But, uh, like... I was going to do it for free. He said, oh, no, uh, we pay our reviewers. You have to pay reviewers. It's extremely important, which was like a very, he taught me a lot, uh, like a lot, a lot of important lessons. Um, but uh, yeah, he was like, you got to pay. So I got paid $300 to write these reviews, which was fucking bananas to me because I was like, I'll, I'll do it for free, motherfucker. But yeah. It's so much like it's so important that you value your work. Three hundred dollars, mm-hmm. write a review. This is nearly ten times that. It's actually ten times what you regularly get paid for a review these days. Two hundred and fifty dollars is about the standard uh, across the board um, at the major sites uh, for a video slash uh, like to add a video onto a written review. Uh, that usually doubles the price. They usually just double because you're not actually making the video itself. Uh, you're just writing the script, and most of the time, not during a lockdown, but most of the time, also like speaking, uh, like the voiceover. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they'll just double it. Uh, the script for a video review is always significantly shorter than the actual review. It's about six hundred words. And, uh, yeah. And you usually just grab the whole thing and go, like, 
control a summarize and then <laughs> there's your script easy <laughs> easy money um yeah so 2500 dollars is 10 times what you would get paid to write a review and five times what you would get paid for normally get paid for writing a review and then uh delivering the review five voiceover or delivering a separate scripted review via voiceover uh so it's uh it's a big fucking chunk of money so uh yeah i have i've been fucking yeah inundated with, from people hit me up to tell me about this uh some sincerely some sincerely telling me i should go for this um others uh more extremely amused um i i i don't know i think for me right the money is the most important part because it, i think it very clearly indicates what they want out of this program and then I, I don't say like if anyone is listening to this and do you think you like and you would like to do this if you've always wanted to be a game reviewer and all that kind of stuff uh First of all, if you if you want to be a game reviewer, the best thing you can do is just write game reviews. I was writing game reviews before I got the Telstra key. Um, long, overlong, uh, hypercritical game reviews that I'd just post on forums for anyone to read. Um, but, like, you should be doing that just as, as stock standard. But if... if you're interested in it you sh- you should go for this absolutely $25,000 is nothing to fucking sniff at that's 10 game reviews i mean at the very least you're going to get a bunch of experience however i think you need to set your expectations uh in that i do not believe that they are paying $2,500 per review for someone to give um critical analysis on a game I yeah. I don't think that's what this is. I do. I think this is, this is. You should go for it for the experience. Like if you are interested in ga- doing game reviews, uh, you should you should att- like apply for this for the experience of applying, of publishing something that you're w- willing to send to someone as representative of your skills. But you should be aware that this role, I think, is for a hype person this is a role this i don't i'm not saying straight up that doing this will mean you won't become a respected games critic uh because Mm. certainly when i started out people gave me shit about getting my fucking job out of a fucking cereal box and stuff um like it 100 happened uh nate even nate even did it once and i told him to fuck off um because there is certainly a uh, degree of, I guess, you didn't earn your way in, right? But everyone, everyone's lucky somehow, right? And you earn it by fucking holding on, grabbing, and, and never fucking letting go, right? So if you were to get in via this program, you could absolutely become the next joe gilroy type thing but Mm. there is it i think it would be a much harder path because i think what they want 
is hype pieces for games. I don't think they want critical yeah. analysis. That's not – you don't pay $2,500. $2,500 is what we get paid – like what I get paid for doing like copywriting. That's yeah. That's good money that you do when you're ghostwriting for corporate entities who your name will never go on that shit and it is never like probably never seen by like that's a lot a lot of what i write at the moment is that because it pays amazingly right the difference here is that your name is going on it right and your face is in the videos and you are the the hype person for these games it's a collaboration between telstra and xbox to promote their uh xbox partnership the the system wherein you can you know add uh, a little bit of money to your phone or internet plan and get xbox hardware and yeah like a like a subscription plan for phones exactly uh it's it's around that and it's around xbox games and xbox games on game pass so what they're doing is they're sort of uh yeah, they, they they don't want Nate and uh, and Luke were suggesting that I, I I slap a video together for my Ori and the Will of the Wisps uh, review, which I think could yeah, be like you can't though. I I think it like it's a fucking genius idea, right? It's a genius idea because I think it would pretty clearly highlight the situation at hand, right? Sure. Uh, because what I wrote is what fucking thirty five hundred words of critical analysis of the uh, strengths and weaknesses of Ori and the Will of the Wisps. You know the the dichotomy of the I guess childlike aesthetic versus the <laughs> insane Souls esque uh, fucking world design. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> Then uh, how that doesn't marry in a way that I think is uh, or successful, as successful as, as I think they wanted it to be. Um, yeah, so uh, like I think I think it'd be a fantastic example because I don't think you could, if I were, you know, to to go ahead and you know put my all into uh, making that video all it could be. You know, hey guys, here to talk to you about Ori and the Will of the Wisps. Um, yeah, I don't think that, um, regardless of how hype I sounded, the critical analysis isn't what they want them, uh, what they would want out of this. I mean, you know, forgive me if I'm, I'm wrong, 100%. Maybe we find out, maybe the first one they come out with and whoever gets the gig comes out and they're like, Halo Infinite might be the worst game of all time. <laughs> Let me tell you about State of the Decay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, uh, like that that might happen it might happen and i mm. but we, like we just we've read this all wrong but yeah that's not how it reads that's not like none of how like if you read the press release if you read the stories created out of this none of this reads like they want a hype person you know yeah that's the thing right is you, you see the title and you're like oh they're after a reviewer mm. and then you read the the job ad yeah um and it's like, it starts talking about, you know, reviewing games and that sort of thing. And then it gets to the point where it's like, uh, you'll be reviewing stuff on the Xbox platform and their Game Pass titles. And then half of the 
the job ad is basically talking about Xbox. And then you're like, oh, this is uh, all right. And I guess that's the thing, right? For the people that aren't in the know, they would probably read this and be like, oh, that's pretty cool. Like, I'm going to go for this. But you see this type of content all the time on websites Mm. passed off as like advertorial content. Exactly. And so what that means is that... um, a, a site and you can see it on stuff like uh like gizmodo or used to do this this stuff quite a lot where they've been paid to um buy a company to promote a product and they'll write it as a um either a review or they'll just start writing feature articles about it and um back in the days you would see a lot of this stuff and it wouldn't be marked as an advertorial it'd be passed off as like legitimate content yeah, um, and, and and I guess that's where things have really changed the last couple of years, where we've seen it happen with streamers or um, content creators. Uh, like EA ran into big problems with this, where you know what was actually a review and what was a content creator being paid to say positive things about it, and that's when we started seeing um, stuff like the Australian consumer industry getting involved and being like, you need to hashtag your posts saying that this is an ad or whatever and that's what you start you see all this stuff everywhere now with whether it's um uh featured work on a website or video content like if it's an ad you generally need to tell people this is an ad um so they've gotten a lot better with that sort of stuff but that's kind of what this is reading like it's a collaboration between uh xbox and telstra to promote their content and i think that's why the reviewer word is very it's not the right word to use, right? Yeah. Um, and it to, to me, even the price sits very strangely as like an appearance fee for a uh, uh, an influencer. Like they're looking for someone with um, a following or a background that they can put behind this and stick in front of the camera to promote their um, their content. And reviewer just doesn't seem like the right word because i also get the feeling and this is something i was saying to you guys in the chat that there's not going to be much critical analysis on this stuff yeah it seemed more like a product uh like i don't even know if you call it a review at that stage um yeah I it'll be interesting when this comes out like will it have um some sort of you you see it sometimes as well like yeah the hashtags where they try and hide that it's a promo like they don't put it had they put they put like hashtag um team team fucking telstra let's put team telstra team telstra but that's like their hidden word to say that they're part of the the ad team or yeah um you see you see a lot of that sneaky stuff going on these days yeah and that's kind of what this application reads to me and I, like you i'd be happy to be proven wrong but the moment i read this i was like this instantaneously reads like a partnership and then the more and more you started to dig into it it's like yeah this is absolutely an xbox thing you started seeing the xbox um uh social media pages posting about this stuff mm-hmm. the head of xbox uh previously the head of xbox anz mm. was posting that on his twitter page he's now the uh one of the leads for asia pacific at xbox like that's not the type of thing where all of a sudden they'd be like, hey, here's the Telstra job. You should check this out. Like yeah. that is, unless there's something sort of weird connection going on there, yeah. which is absolutely what is happening. Um, yeah, this is not a, I, I don't think this is a reviewer job. This is a, this is promo work. Yeah. And, and X, yeah, they're, they're trying to figure out a way to pass it off as, you know, 
And that kind of makes me feel bad for people that are maybe thinking about going for it, especially I- like actual reviewers that maybe didn't realize or critics that realize that this is not a promo gig. Like, yeah, I could be 100% wrong, but uh, look, like reading the contract, I, I read through the contract. It talks about like, um, uh, I because I like you said, gave you the suggestion you should submit your review. You can't actually do that because it says you need to submit a new review and it can't be posted anywhere else. And they also will own that review, which means that if you were to post your Ori review, I don't remember who it was. Was it Play Two? Um, Ori, no, I did for the Gap, the GA podcast. Oh, the Gap, the right? Yeah, on. Telstra owns. Yeah. Does Telstra now own the Gap at that stage again? <laughs> let's not let's it's not so pull not. on that thread. Let's not uncork that <laughs> bottle. Uh. Yeah, um, uh, there's there's talk about in there that they could terminate the actual. Um, the I don't know what I'd have to bring it back up, but say the job yeah, the uh, at any time contract at any time, yeah. Yeah. Um yep. so like there's a lot of stuff in there that just doesn't read like this is an actual job. Like there's, there's wordings job, in there how they right? can yeah. That's they can go what- to um Sorry. casting agencies to find them, like in that that side of means that looking for an actor or yeah. someone in uh in modeling or um where else do you go for casting agents? Um, I don't know. You know, acting, modeling type. Yeah. They could go to those places to find people. I mean, I guess influencers as well, right? Because that's, that's what kind of where that to, stuff has gone. That's what I think you need to, like, you need to adjust your expectations. If you are going for this, right? Hmm. Uh, what I was saying before, I don't think, you, you know, you're going to transition this from being, you know, the Telstra game reviewer into being the next Joe Gilroy uh, it's more likely that you can transition from this into being the next Twitch or probably more accurately Mixer star, you know? Like, you could use this as a way to become a streamer or influencer in that sense, but I do not think that this is a pathway into becoming a game reviewer in the traditional sense because I don't think it any That's part of it is. lends it self to to that pathway you know like yeah yeah if you're looking for something to be able to write critically about a game then you're best off finding a community website or or starting your own blog or starting your own youtube page and doing it that way where you can actually give your honest opinion like honestly if you can get twenty five hundred dollars per review to give your flat out honest opinion about 10 games yeah. you should 1000 percent fucking do it uh like because somebody doesn't know what they're doing over king. there but uh <laughs> king or queen my bad uh but yeah i just do not i i don't think that's what's gonna happen i yeah I, I. and the other thing about like uh we were talking I, I don't know if everyone here has been listening to us for the last fucking 11 years but um we started out the the gap originally stood for the Game Arena podcast and Game Arena, in case you didn't know, was owned by Telstra. Uh, hmm. So this podcast actually started out on Telstra. Uh, um, <laughs> right. So uh, that's what we were talking about before. Uh, th- this the award-winning gaming website. <laughs> the uh, Yes. Uh, that's what's cooked about this, right? Like, what, <laughs> like, that's what gets me the most about this shit is that, like, I mean, you know, I think everyone has been, but uh, it, like... This is like if in, like, 
10 years later to then come back and drop like fucking be Telstra's game reviewer. And like, if you, I got, cause I got Google alerts on my name to make sure that whenever I get fucking mentioned, uh, in Gamergate related shit, um, I can see it before I find out via fuckheads on Twitter. Um, but it, like I've been mentioned a lot in the news stories about this Telstra game reviewer thing. Um, sure. As as the former, as the last Telstra game reviewer, me and uh, Junglist. Um, and yeah, it is like if in 1998, right, Jerry Krause fucking, instead of shitting up the bulls by pissing off all the stars as much as he, as he fucking could, instead he just like, mm. sh- shut down the bulls. And he was just like, you know what? The Bulls don't exist anymore. Uh, and then 10 years later, he came back and was like, uh, open tryouts and uh, we're paying 10 times what we paid Michael Jordan. Uh, <laughs> and we're only accepting uh, people on Instagram that make dunk videos. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> this fucking bananas. It is pretty fucking wild. So yeah, I, I, I'm not a fan of being fucking tagged in every uh, every time anyone talks about this. Uh scheme but uh yeah i don't know um i do like i think someone's gonna someone's gonna win it and uh i'm i'm definitely gonna be interested to see what they put out um i just hope they are aware up front of what they're getting themselves into you know if they go in with the right expectations then they'll come out with it twenty five thousand dollars richer and like with some probably some pretty good opportunities you know some good connections to xbox and the ability to hopefully transition that into you know a a bigger probably streaming career but um if they're going uh hoping to be you know to this this will give them the opportunity to be a part of australia's like games criticism uh elite and I like I've said this a billion times, but I do think that Australia has the best fucking game critics in the world. Uh, we're yeah. like because we're like a crucible of uh, just continuously getting better and better at games criticism. That's why we wind up, you know, that's why situations like Death Stranding only getting actual critical analysis out of Australia happen type thing. Um, right. But uh, yeah, if if yeah, I don't think that's what this is going to lead to, sadly. And, uh, I mean, if they if they wanted someone of that caliber, they have the resources to go out and get those people, right? Like they're literally Xbox would knows <laughs> knows everyone down here. They could easily interview. I mean, it's not like anyone down here's fucking sorry. Back in Australia is busy. Mm. Um, just because, not to say that like uh, things are quiet at the moment, but just the state of the industry in Australia. Is- specifically of just it's not um it's not like in the u.s or in europe where there's jobs going it's getting harder and harder in australia to to work because outlets are, are dying um and so they could easily contact a bunch of people and yeah. they don't have to be like contacting one person they could do a um they could do a bunch of interviews with with 10 easily 10 people back there in australia for people that would be willing to do that sort of thing um but that's again, it just doesn't seem like what they're going for. 
No. Yeah. It seems like a, they were after a hype man or a hype person. person. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. But, yeah, like I said, I mean, it's still... Happy to be proved wrong. And and it's still cool that, you know, the money's going to be out there, someone's going to get it. Uh, but I don't know. And it, like, the other thing I was thinking of, because it's funny you brought up the gamerina thing again, mm-hmm. is that you look at how, how long ago did gamerina shut down? Was it six years ago? Five years ago? Um, six yeah oh no round five oh. yeah if shut down yeah. five i left like seven months before it shut down yeah when they made the announcement mm-hmm. that they were starting to close things down yep um but uh yeah you, you look at you look at that and like the whole award-winning site but you sort of look at the forefront of where that site was going in terms of producing a lot of video content and uh, podcasts, right? Yep. And that's where that's where the industry has gone. Oh yeah. And it's just like they fucking they blew it so hard. They they could easily. I mean, it was the biggest Australian local site, right? It was the biggest um, local. Yes. I don't know if I've ever told and- this story on the podcast. I probably have because I've said fucking a billion words on this podcast. But like when yeah. when they with when they told us that Telstra Media was shutting down with the exception of AFL and NRL. Um, yeah. Despite, because at the time, right, uh, Big Pond Games uh, shop uh, actually made more money than uh, every other, uh, like, site in Telstra Media. Everything. Like, mm. it blitzed everything. Uh, and... Uh, so what were you doing on the site? It was like you could do things like buy servers and that sort of stuff. And you could buy games. Like you could straight up just buy games. We we, we had a yeah. big shop uh, and it was full of like the sorts of games. That, the, the the team at Big Pond Games was really fucking good at their job. And uh, like you could buy like, you know, Peggle and they, they were like doing partnerships with PopCap and all this kind of stuff. So they mm. always were on the fucking forefront of the Candy Crush type games that uh, that like i guess people who would buy games from big pond games wanted right sure, it's, sure yeah it's, they that weren't means. like yeah it's it's not like the steam marketplace it was like the fucking i don't know mums buying the new solitaire type audience and um mm-hmm. yeah the um the the site made tons like it was it was doing really well um and they just they just shut it down uh, but Gamerin was a part of that. We were not making as much money as, as the Big Point Game Shop, but because we were it, Big Point Games, is this one bucket, we were technically the most successful site in the uh, in the portfolio. And they told us that you know, uh, despite this, we still need we needed to come up with some sort of idea to save the site. And so I came up with uh, a transition into esports uh, about four years ahead of the fucking curve um that was my big plan and uh yeah i'm like look we just we go into esports i mean we can run esports we already run esports in this fucking country we've got service for fucking days everyone comes here for our ladders we fucking we lift that entire community up we report on it and we we build it out into something bigger and they're like no 
And uh, yeah, now esports is a huge thing. Uh, yeah, video is what everyone's doing, uh, which we were doing way beforehand. Podcasts, everyone podcasts, which we were we weren't technically first because we stole this idea directly from Matt and Yug, but um, Australian gamer. But uh, like, yeah, we were still on on the fucking ground floor for that shit. Uh, and yeah, we're doing long form critical analysis uh, that. Now people say they want, but uh, no one is willing to pay for. We had a giant uh, telco backer that could afford to not pay too much attention to how much we were paying, um, so I could pay freelancers more than anyone else, which was awesome. Uh, yeah, it was it was good stuff, and they just sort of threw it away out of nowhere which is insane. Uh, yeah, they were literally like, yeah, we were making, we were, we were fucking good. I mean, there was a reason we were number one. Uh, and I mean, part of it was that we were a primary destination for a lot of game stuff, but a large part of it was because the content was the best. Yeah, anyway. Good times. Good times. Uh, so, Yeah. Telstra Game Reviewer. We review the Telstra Game Reviewer competition. Yeah. Gold. Um, I still think you should enter it somehow. Yep. Some form. I need... I need some... You know, it's, it's about Xbox Game Pass games. And I've been playing an Xbox Game Pass game this week. Right. Called Level Head. Have you seen this? Uh, no. It's, it's no, available. I seen this on xbox game pass for for windows um and it's i would call it basically you know super mario maker this is sort of super meat boy maker uh it's not as gory or anything but it feels like the i guess the physics the platforming of it feels very similar far more similar to um to meat boy than it does mario and uh yeah, you sort of you go through like you've got these levels. You you go through the levels, uh, and you can make your own levels. And there's a sort of mm. uh, meta narrative in there that tells you you know you can build your levels and then promote your levels. You can use these uh, um, exposure bucks to give your levels exposure, and more people will play them, and they'll vote on them, and. Uh, they'll get shared more and you'll earn, I think, more exposure bucks as people play them. Um, it's uh, it's pretty good. Like, I, I, I like the Super Me Boy style platforming. It's slightly, ever so slightly different. It feels a little bit floatier than Meat Boy, uh, which takes some getting used to because mentally it feels initially exactly like Meat Boy and then you need that little bit more precision uh as you get through the game and you're like ah this is uh this is not quite it uh so you gotta mentally adjust but that's not that bad it doesn't take too long to do and then yeah you can make some levels and there you go i'm not really in it for making levels myself to be honest but i do like playing what other people have made my biggest problem with the game is that uh it keeps sending me fucking emails it's like Hey, come and make a level in Levelhead. 
and uh, but like they're all themed in the meta narrative of the game, and like it is pretty fucking relentless. And they're yeah. all like, here we go, like, ah, the fresh smell doing? of You're a daily build. <laughs> uh, and then it's like, do the daily build. Here's a memo challenge. And then get your level noticed with this one weird trick is the subject of an email that sent me. And it's all fucking big fucking, like, letters, big fonts and all this kind of shit. And it's like fucking, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then another fucking email. You know what's spicy? Good levels. And I'm like, fuck off. Stop sending me emails. Holy... I have never had to put a fucking video game on my fucking spam filter before, but that's what I have to do now, you motherfuckers. <laughs> I cannot yeah. believe we've come to this. Um, yeah, so that's pretty aggravating. But uh, no, some of the levels... Actually, the levels people make are like, very wildly. I don't know if this is... I haven't played Mario Maker. I played it very briefly when it first came out, uh, but I didn't have it. It was on someone else's fucking... Someone gave me their Switch to play on their fucking... Uh, on their level. Um, I haven't played a lot of it. So I don't know if this is common in Mario Maker, but in Levelhead, people will do... I, I know it is common to do those, like, troll levels where you, uh, like, jump and there's a fucking roof and a you block, fall to your death. Invisible yeah, block or exactly, something. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Um, these, like... This appears, like, they promote levels as like the daily uh level their their the best level of the day or some shit and i played one on the first day i was playing the game i played the fucking first daily build or whatever the fuck they're called and it was uh it had like a teleport and you jump into the teleport and it would take you to a room um that you couldn't get out of and uh, you would restart the level and then you'd jump and you'd enter a different teleport. And it was just a series of teleports to rooms that you couldn't get out of. And mm. I'm like, cool. Uh, well, I'm never doing this again, but I tried one more daily build and it was actually a pretty good level. It was very long. Uh, it was, yeah. Like, I, you know, obviously I've only tried two daily build levels, but I've tried a bunch of other levels outside of this. Um, but it's just weird that they would pick... Like, these are the these are the curated levels. These are the ones... These are their fucking selects. And they're like, oh, yeah. yeah. Do the one where you get teleported into a bunch of unwinnable rooms or do the one where you, you're playing for 14 fucking minutes on one fucking level. Uh, and there's... I think there was, like, two checkpoints or some shit. I'm like... It's fucking insane. Um, yeah, just weird, weird curation, I think. Normally you want to curate it in such a way that people are, you know, uh, introduced to the the best of what the game has to offer. And uh, sure. if the best of what the game has to offer is teleporting you into a room where you die, I don't know if that's a... Or you don't die, you just, like, wait out eternity. I don't know if that's a great showcase. Anyway... Yeah, Levelhead. Yeah, uh, um, speaking speaking of Game Pass, mm. while you brought it up, um, I've been playing Red Dead Redemption 2. 
Oh yeah, not on Game Pass, but right. it is coming to Game Pass, um, which is still really weird to me <laughs> because it is uh, obviously an excellent game. Some would say it is Game of the Year caliber. Some would um, type of game. Some would. The others that didn't would be wrong, but that's okay. You can be wrong. Uh, so yeah, that's coming Game Pass, and I've been playing a stack over the last week because last week I was talking about Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Um, mm. and I mentioned how it just was, I just couldn't get into it. The, the sort of the world and, and what it was doing. And, uh, since then, like I've been basically smashing out a couple of hours every day of, of Red Dead. And it's, it's one of those games where, um, yeah, the last time I played it was back in January and it's so easy to just jump back into. There's not like, it's not one of those games where you leave it for a, a week or two, you come back and you're like, man, what are the buttons? Like, how do I how do I do that thing? You kind of just jump in and the basics, it's a very basic game to control and you can just get in and there's just so much that you can do. Yeah. Because uh, like everything is sort of mapped to your, um, that one button, right? Where you can, like the action button, you can look at people and you press that and that's kind of like your interaction. You can either um, aim your gun at them or you can greet them or you can trying to taunt them you know these sort of one buttons that are like context sensitive depending yeah, on what yeah. you're doing and it's really easy so you just kind of walk around this world and interact with it and you're like yeah cool i know what i'm doing um and the story is really easy to jump back into it's uh because just the characters are so well done and getting like familiar with all these people in your um your your posse or your team uh and getting to interact with them it's just like i feel like there's not been uh another game this generation that's done it that well like i honestly believe at this stage it's probably it has to be the game of this generation um just because of how much it pushed that sort of genre there's obviously stuff you can look at in terms of um games that have maybe pushed gaming forward um like a Fortnite or a PUBG, like those type of things like you look at a minecraft and like what minecraft did for back in the you know the xbox 360 and that sort of stuff if we were looking at like biggest impactful games yeah then i'd think of like a Fortnite um type of game like what that did transcending to like a whole new level mm. where you've got like i don't know if you saw this the other day the um the concert they did in the middle of the in the middle of the game and like it was i think it was travis scott yeah travis and scott. uh like insane nuts they've done things before where they've had like star wars trailers in the fucking game and just like all the crazy things they can do in that game anyway um but i think in terms of like pure gameplay how far we have come i think red dead redemption 2 is sort of that is like the pinnacle for me um just because of how that world feels so realized and uh how much you can really do in it um so yeah i'm i'm having a blast replaying that i've just gotten up to maybe with the weakest part of the game um 
for spoilers people haven't played it but you're not no longer in the main area you kind of get shipwrecked uh, off yeah, somewhere yeah. else yep i'm at that part um but for the, the rest of it like it's awesome i love just exploring there's things i haven't seen in that game before still and just coming across that being like all right that's cool i'm not don't remember that before <laughs> um i think one of them was the like these two there's a, this fat dude sitting out on the balcony and like he's he invites you into his house and his his wife or girlfriend or something is like there and they're like come and have some food and all this sort of stuff and there's like this whole inter- interaction that can take place uh over multiple series of interactions if you wanted to but like that sort of stuff i don't i didn't run into that last time yeah um just thing just things like that where you are out in the world and you can play this game for 150 hours and find something new every time yeah. you jump in there. Yeah. Uh, and that's what I like about it so much. So um, I'm digging it a lot. It's it's definitely gotten a lot easier to, to aim because I remember that being a problem um, when I first jumped into it, being like, oh, yeah, because there's no like auto targeting. Yeah. Um, but as you l- sort of increase your level for Deadeye and that sort of stuff, it becomes a little bit easier because... Um, each time you sort of upgrade that, it's like, oh, now you can paint targets or now you can activate Deadeye without having to paint targets. You can kind of just shoot. So that becomes a lot a lot better. So I'm digging the combat immensely on the PC. It's a lot of fun. Uh, riding your horse while shooting people is really cool. Um, I think I changed the controls of the horse riding because I didn't like the default ones. Didn't feel great. But I've got it to a point where it feels really awesome now. It seems like they've improved horse riding a lot. I remember when I played on playstation there was a lot of me running into trees and i don't know if that was just because <laughs> i was bad at it and i've gotten spaghetti better, but the spaghetti video yeah but i feel like there was a couple instances where i'd be riding through a forest and then he'd just go smack bang into a tree and i'm like well all right fair enough i guess i'm dead uh that hasn't happened once at all so i think they've like tweaked that a little bit i see him t- trying to dodge trees quite a lot like he'll right. brush against them um so i think they've nailed that um so yeah i don't know if you've not played red dead 2 mm. uh you must play it um mm. check it out on game pass if you don't have a pc otherwise yeah it's uh it's awesome so it's it's really good. i can keep playing it it's like sort of my you know got a couple hours i got, got nothing going on i'll jump on at night and play red dead for a bit it's been a lot of fun that sort of don't have time to play fucking Apex with Job and Kleb. <laughs> don't think cooking dinner. You're right? cooking dinner, and yeah. on fucking Discord it says Luke Laurie is playing Red Dead Redemption Two, motherfucker. That's because I can I can pause it and then go do stuff and ah. then come back for three minutes and then ride my horse and then pause it and then <laughs> go away. I can't do that in Apex. Don't fucking I think I didn't see you fucking up to your old fucking tricks. Uh, shall we talk yeah. about Apex while we're while we're there? Sure. While we're up to it. Um Apex yeah. is uh they they released a new like character, hero, uh legend. Legend. Legend it's that's, called. Yeah, it's in it. the title. I, I remembered eventually. <laughs> um Yeah, they released a new legend. Uh and uh I don't understand the fucking point of her i don't understand what she's supposed to bring to the table except for a little bit of escapability she's got this thing she can throw and teleport to 
Um, but yeah, I don't really get why she exists outside of that, to be honest. Um, mm. she can steal items or like drag yeah. in items from a, a large radius, but I don't understand like what that brings to the table either necessarily like slightly shortening the loot phase doesn't strike me as the most effective uh i guess like tool in your arsenal once the once the shit starts flying later in the game you know like it feels like i don't know it just doesn't feel like it's that good uh, uh, but, but what if you're like you're say the loot phase is over you're getting towards end game and you're held up in a building it's one of those things where you can you can pop it down and like oh i need a new shield or i would like some more grenades or anything like that it seems like you'd use it in that sort of situation as well doesn't it show up on the fucking map though I, i've not played it so i don't i don't know oh okay okay well yeah like um, it, it seemed like it showed up on the map so it just sort of also be a big fucking beacon as to where the fuck you are uh, but if people are fighting you already then no 100 percent. but then like i if people are fighting you already do you really have time to fucking dump a thing and then scroll because it grabs everything you can select two things from it so you gotta scroll yeah. for a little while to find some shit they've slightly improved the ui for looting uh but like okay. yeah like it's still a fucking ton of stuff for you to fucking go through um, hmm. I don't know. I just, I just don't, I don't really get her utility. Uh, it seems like, uh, I, I don't know. I didn't. So Cleb and I played seven or eight games, eight games, but like we played eight games. We won three. Uh, we're in the top five, top three, I think for another two. Uh, hmm. and then the other games if if we didn't like if we didn't make top three uh or win we died on drop basically uh that's essentially what happened every single time uh the first game we i insisted that Cleb land in this big fucking portal thing uh and uh it was a bad idea because uh i'm 100 percent all call of duty warzone Keybinds now, so you just mash an F. Oh my god! Enemy here, enemy here, enemy here. <laughs> and there's like fucking sixteen billion motherfuckers around me because apparently everyone goes for the big portal thing, and I'm like standing on top of a fucking gun, like trying to fucking pick it up. I'm like, pick up the gun, pick up the gun, pick up the fucking. And I'm like, enemy here, enemy here, enemy here. And I'm like, I'm gonna fucking die. Somehow I didn't die. <laughs> Somehow I didn't die. So I start like I pick up the gun, turn, like, blap some motherfucker, and then I piss bolt, right? I just fucking piss bolt. Except you also move about, I don't know, 50% of the speed that you move in fucking Warzone? I don't know what it is. You feel so fucking slow. Like, I'm just, like, in treacle or yeah. some shit. I'm like, you know, just... because get... there's a sprint button. Yeah. Yeah, there's, yeah. So I'm just, I just want to get around this fucking corner. Please get around the fucking corner. Oh, my God. And there's, like, gunfire coming in. I'm like, just get around the fucking corner. No, 
too slow. Too slow to get around the corner. I get fucking down. Club's already dead. The other guy on our team's already dead. <laughs> so the next game, uh, some fucking... We're, like, we don't have a third for some reason. Someone's apparently cooking dinner. Uh, so we're like... And <laughs> yeah. we can't get duo games to pop at all. Uh, so we're, we're just randoming up with a third person. And, uh, yeah, the second game, this dude, like, just hot drops us. As, and it's like a super fucking hot drop. Uh, <laughs> what is the new hot drop? Uh, anywhere underneath the path. Uh, like, the, like, the first named location directly underneath the path. Uh, that's the hot drop. And so in this case, it was water treatment. Uh, there were about fucking five teams all on water treatment. Like... It seems like it's it, it is just hot drops. Uh, after after uh, no, that wasn't that wasn't the water treatment. We won the water treatment game. Um, after where did we land on that one? We landed somewhere fucking. Oh yeah, we landed on fucking um, artillery. And okay. uh, yeah, it, it didn't work out for us. Um, every other game, like. We like when like I would be jump master and I'd direct us and make us land somewhere and we'd land like sort of cold. Uh it wasn't on purpose cold. I was trying for medium hot, but like it, it is now, it appears there is no medium. It is you land hot, right, with seven other teams, or you land with nobody. And by the time you are walking into the first circle, there are seven there are only seven teams left. Like, everyone else is fucking dead. Like, there's 21 people left in this fucking game. You're like, what the fuck has happened? Like, everyone, everyone's dead. Uh, which was pretty Not fun. like Warzone, where you're like, there's 54 people left at second last circle. It's, it's yeah. <laughs> there's, <laughs> there's six fucking rugby teams left on this fucking, this thing. Oh, and I guess another rugby team is dropping back in. Uh, <laughs> and I've got... 15 bullets left. Uh, maybe I can go buy a munitions box or something. Uh, yeah, no, this, this, like, there's nobody fucking left. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. Um, but yeah. So, uh, eventually we got a bit of, a bit of the swing of things. They fucking, they nerfed my boy. Uh, the grapple hook on Pathfinder oh, yeah. is fucking ages. It's like 35 seconds it's now. It's fucking something, crazy. It? That is such a huge... Like, that's more than double. It's fucking insane. Uh, I think they went a bit too ham on that one. I um, think they'll bring it back down. They have to. Maybe like boy. 20, 25. Yeah, that'd be reasonable. Um, they buffed my hero, though, which is good. <laughs> um, who? Mirage. Mirage. I play a lot of Mirage. Do you? A weirdo yeah um he doesn't seem I like too bad the, I, I didn't take control uh cleb was using taking control of one of the of the holograms uh i didn't feel like it was a good use of my alt uh but sure. i do think perhaps it would give the alts a little bit of utility outside of the panic one like that's i think i think that's what they're trying to do right like uh instead of just using the alt as a panic button um to get out of shit now you could sort of pop it and then use it like um that fucking the new operator in rainbow six uh, sure whatever the fucking name is 
Um, but you can use it to scout as well. Like yeah. it, I think it's two minutes, something stupid that you can control for two minutes. I need to get the patch notes up, but um, it seemed excessively long. <laughs> yeah. So, but like that's you know it, it is very much too long. But that's sort of how yeah how the new Rainbow Six that chick with the fucking hologram right like um, yeah she sort of runs around and like looks like a real character type thing uh it's it's a it's a pretty cool idea and then yeah you would obviously not just use it when you are about to fucking die um but yeah i would i did have a game as mirage 60 seconds uh we did not win that game we had this dude our third when we're like i just got to remember when playing with a random third the only thing to keep in mind is that you watch the other person's back and forget the fucking rando because the reason we would have won that game uh there were three teams left uh and our rando decided to uh i i pushed to move in the circle uh, and rando decided to engage with one of the teams while we knew for a fact that the third team would have to come was coming through uh hmm. like they were not already in the circle so it was basically a guaranteed like we third party, yeah. definitely getting third partied and I should have just let it die. I should have just let him fucking die and go into the circle and picked him off, picked off whoever won when they tried to come into the circle. Cause there was only fucking one, there's only one way into the circle from where that third party fight happened. But sadly we didn't make it work. So, um, yeah, we didn't win that game, but top three again, um, the games we won, we had one really fucking awesome game with, a really, really good, um, like third person in our trio, uh, like a good third rando. Um, mm-hmm. the fucking this guy, uh, was I made his drop at uh, what's that? There's that little area, uh, near Repulsa, you know, like that. It's sort of just sort of between repulsa and water treatment type area you know a little outcropping i made us drop there and he was like oh what are we doing why are we dropping so fucking quiet uh and it was because you know we had not had good luck at that point up until that point uh but we uh like muster we like What's that big cage thing? Is it just called the cage? Maybe I think it's called the cage. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, we rolled it up into the cage to uh, continue our, our battle, and uh, yeah, we fought around there for fucking ages. But yeah, he was like this, whatever the fuck his name was, was just going on and on about how you know we were playing like pussies and blah blah blah. Well, maybe not on and on. He said it once. Uh, that was that was enough for me. Anyway, by the end, uh, he finished with the fewest kills and the least damage because uh, he did not go in like he would. He was he was definitely running towards action, and then when he would hmm. get to, to action, he'd like have a little spurt, and then he'd duck back away and like run off. He was like very hit and run. And not, he wouldn't like stay stay and finish any of his fu- fucking fights. Um, meanwhile, Cleb and I are just like fucking. All right, well we're in. Uh, so yeah, we wound up fucking blapping, which was pretty good. Uh, doing a bunch of damage. 
that's that was our first win. Uh, it was around the cage. It that cage fight just seemed to go on and on and on. I reckon we wound up being fifth partied, and I think we were technically the we were third party, and then another team came, another team came, another team came, and the last team arrived. Uh, it tried to go in on us. And we fucking, we wrecked them, which was good. Uh, it worked out pretty well. Um, but yeah, so we won that game. It was good. And then the second game was um, not as good. <laughs> I put I put it up on fucking Twitter, a screenshot of the, of the win. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, let's see if I can find the fucking stats. Uh, so we got back-to-back wins uh, and... Our rando was OCEJJ, who got zero kills and zero damage dealt. And I got zero kills and 155 damage dealt. And Club got one kill and 218 damage. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, victory. But the thing, like, the thing about this round was we were hunting. Like, we were looking for people constantly it's not like we camped in one spot we started at fucking um repulsa and we made our way all the way up to fucking uh just just south of arty and then we looped back uh like past where we'd already like we were like this entire time we went basically from the bottom of the map to the top of the map and we didn't hear a single gunshot. There wasn't a single hmm. fucking gunshot. And we didn't let... La- I don't think we landed that far away from the fucking, like, the line. We weren't, like, s- super cold dropping. We landed, like, just no... There was just nobody. And we, like, spanned the fucking map trying to find people. Couldn't even hear gunshots. It was fucking ludicrous. And then, finally, right at the end... Uh, it's like two. There's hang on. There's only two teams left. What the? F- and it wasn't just two teams left. It was a single person. And it's like, all right, fine, fine. I guess. Uh, and we killed them. But yeah, it was pretty funny. Um, yeah, pretty funny. Uh, and we got another kill. I don't, uh, another win. I don't really remember the circumstances around that win. Um, but right. I had fun. Like eventually, I got. Back in the swing of how Apex works and hmm. it was good stuff. Um, New map changes. Yeah. This canyon. Skulltown's gone. Base flooded. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and Thunderdome, right? Thunderdome is gone as well. It sort of, it closes off the map a little bit as well. So uh, there's, there's not much, like as much space, which I think, you know, squishes people in a bit more, which I think is a good idea. Um there were a couple of things I didn't really understand. These giant like pads around the place. I didn't really understand what they did. We we guessed that maybe they auto recharge shields, but I don't know. Oh, the charge stations. Is that what they do? They the charge towers give you um a full ultimate ability. Oh, okay. For anybody that's standing inside, inside the, the radius, radius yeah. activates the um the tower. Okay, cool. That's a good idea. That's a that's a cool one. Um, yeah, I didn't really notice that much. Like 
worth paying attention to, I guess, uh, outside of the, the area that was flooded, I think is mm. very noticeably changed. Um, but most of the rest of the map is pretty, like it's minor things at most. But yeah. It's, it's like uh, an underground lab now? Oh yeah, that's that's where the fucking portal goes to. This underground okay. lab. Yeah. Um, other changes they put in there, uh, a lot of a lot of changes to some of the characters I use. Uh, Bloodhound got some changes. Caustic, these traps no longer harm your teammates, which oh, is cool. massive buff, huge buff. Yep. Sorry, no longer slows yep. teammates. Yeah. So I'm yep. guessing the vision is still um, different. The other one they've got here is Caustic traps no longer triggered from the other side of a door, which means you can put them behind a door and when someone walks up to it, it's not going to trigger before they open it, um, which is which is really good. Um, yeah, and there's what else is there? Reconnect feature, which finally yeah, that's like, great. That's they were very stubborn about that, not to put it in. Weird, yeah. Um, but that solution is in there now. And then like there's quest systems, and it's it's it is basically a visual novel. It just it's just text on a screen. Uh, yeah. I don't really know what what it added at all. You find a treasure chest, and I think that unlocks the ability to to do the quest. But yeah, hmm. right. And then they're going to have some sort of PVE uh, events during the uh, the season, season five, yeah. I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, it seems like some good changes. Like it's it's still going. Um, I definitely want to jump in and check it out, but. Are there any guns that you're like feeling have been? Oh, they switched out the fucking crazy. They switched out the Mastiff is now a regular found gun, and the Peacekeeper is now a drop gun. Yeah, right. Uh, which is different, and it comes with all its attachments. Uh, I killed that solo player. Oh, I didn't. I didn't get the kill because fucking Cleb got the, the kill, but I did hmm. all my damage with that fucking Peacekeeper. Uh, it was the last, it should have been the last damage, but Cleb the snake. Um, it was, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a good weapon. Um, you know, I've always liked the peacekeeper. It's a bit weird because I think it sort of negates the use of that fucking, the attachment that it uses, the one that the triple take also uses or whatever, precision bomb. Double shot. Precision. Uh, yeah, like, I don't know, now that's only useful for one fucking weapon, um, which is a bit weird. But otherwise, I've just stuck yep. to my, to old faithfuls, uh, the P, the, sorry, what do they, what do they call it? The fucking, the Star Trek, uh, Stargate gun, Star, Stargate P90. gun. P90. P90, whatever the fuck it's called in, in game. Yeah. Uh, that ends, yeah, either the uh, carbine. Alternator. Or the R99. Um, yeah, I never use any different guns. That's that's probably the biggest problem uh, with Apex is that you're there is not a lot of reason to diversify your weapon portfolio. You want to use what you're comfortable with, and so generally you just hunt until you find what you're comfortable with, because um, they they're all doing very similar amounts. Just in slightly different ways, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, cool, cool. 
Yeah, I'm keen to jump back in. Check it out. Yep. Um, Sweet. Awesome. Uh, I, I might talk about a couple of games quickly. There's, I don't have too much to say about them. Um, been playing more Beat Saber, playing some custom songs. The only difference is that they dropped a um, an update the other day, and for whatever reason, uh, I guess whenever you uh, the, the the game is patched, you need to then reinstall the mods or reapply the mods or something like that. Oh yeah. Um, yep. So I had to go and, and do that. But before I did that, because I, I didn't actually notice that it had they disappear. Um, I felt like the ga- game was a little bit laggy or like there was something wrong with the, the audio sync. Like it just felt very slightly out of sync. Right. Um, and, and so I ended up reinstalling all the mods that I had back on there and it still felt like it was out of sync. And I, I don't know what that is. I've had a look into it a little bit. Yeah. Um, other people have had that problem. And like the suggestion is to like reinstall the game and that will correct it. But Right. Anyway, like it just seems like a giant hassle that uh, I could like I couldn't find anything in the Reddit thread or the discussion forums that said this new patch added in some weird latency issues or some weird lag. Um, it just seems to be like a consistent thing where every once in a while the game just needs to be reinstalled or something like that. So that's a bit of a pain. I don't know if you've had that before with the game. No, but- I haven't. No, definitely not. Yeah. It was really slight, like really slight delay where I, the, like the moment I started playing that, um, the first time I jumped in, I was just like, this doesn't feel right. Like it feels like it's out of sync or something. And that's when I went back to the main menu and was like, where are my mods gone? Yeah. Okay, that's strange. And then, so I went back out, reinstalled the mods and I was like, I must be that. And then it was still the same. I was like, man, this is, okay, something's not right. <laughs> so I then, like, it wasn't just the one song that was happening either. It was like a bunch of different songs. Um, so anyway, I, I still haven't fixed that yet, but I, I want to get in and hopefully can sort that out because it's kind of fucking with my experience of that game at the moment, which yeah. kind of sucks because it's a rhythm game and if it's out of sync, um, it's a bit crap. I feel like there's a uh, like a calibration tool or something I was reading up you can kind okay. of do. So I need to go see if that's a thing that's in there. Um, but otherwise, yeah, I haven't had a chance to play any other vr games as of yet i was pretty close on checking out boneworks but so i don't know man like something about the art style doesn't appeal to me it just what? looks very plain forget like get the fuck out of here just go play boneworks motherfucker <laughs> yeah um the other game i've been playing is a little bit of what the golf which is a mobile game um right have you ever checked this out before no Right, it's on Apple Arcade. Uh, it is extremely weird. This game. It's a, I guess it's a golf game. Um, like the first level is you standing on a course hitting a ball. Except like every time you go to a new course, it gets weirder and weirder. Like the guy will go to hit the ball and then he'll miss and then launch himself towards the the tee, uh, towards the hole. Right. And then you've got to like throw yourself towards the hole and then like, oh, you get the, you know, the par three or whatever. And then you go to the next map and it's like completely different type of style of game, like a mechanic. And you're doing something even crazier. Like now you're throwing in the golf club or now it's like a, um, uh, like it's got nothing to do with golf and it's something completely different. It's just one of those weird games that every time you play a new level, it's 
straight it gets stranger and stranger and it's not really a golf game like it is but it is not i thought i was going to get a putt putt game and that's not what it is yeah yeah um it's like one of those oh man what, what was that uh like frog fractions right right or like you think you're getting one game and then it, the the more you play it the stranger it gets and the more weird shit starts happening and you're like what the fuck is going on um so it does that but every hole that you do go to in this game has like a a par number like how many times um do you need to get from point a to point b and how many turns does it take to do that like mm. there is some sort of scoring system that's happening but every time you go to a new hole it's just like a different type of puzzle you need to solve and that's what i really uh like about it so i don't know where it's going but i'm extremely fascinated by the game and what it's doing um yeah. if you want to check out like a trailer or something on on youtube just to sort of see apparently it's going to steam what- i'm looking at the steam page now and uh it's just so it weird. It's fucking loony. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but that's what I kind of like about it, is that I didn't know anything. I didn't know that. I thought it was going to be a golf game. Right. And it's not. Right. So, I mean, unless you think of golf of getting the ball on the hole, like, I guess that's kind of what you're doing. Yeah. Every puzzle, but still, it's it just gets crazier and crazier. So, uh, yeah, really recommend that. Uh, I don't know when it's coming to Steam. Um, it says, but soon planned release date 2020 right yeah anyway um i I have heard that it is on switch on may 21st okay well that's soon that's next week Hmm. um but it's available on it looks like switch ios and apple arcade yeah it's on apple arcade so soon to pc that's it Oh, no, it says mm. play it on PC. Maybe it's on Epic Games. Right. It's on the Epic Games store. It's coming to Steam yeah. sometime this year. Right, yeah. Right. Yeah. Anyway, it's it's pretty cool. It's a lot of fun. It's, it's definitely different. Um, the other game that I've been checking out, uh, I'm replaying uh, God of War as well. Um, the first time I played this was on the PlayStation 4. Um, I'm now playing it on PlayStation 4 Pro, so in in 4K, uh, 30 FPS. I think it's called graphics mode or something right. like that. There's like two two modes you can sort of switch between. It's like a performance mode, which jacks it up to uh, 60 frames per second, but I think it's running at 1080p. I haven't looked at the actual <clears throat> specs, but that's kind of what I'm thinking it's doing. Um, but I I you know I thought I'd just check it out in 4k it looks outstanding in 4k uh, hdr all that sort of stuff um and i'm having a ton of fun playing that one sort of going back through that world is really cool the man the just the storytelling in that game as well is outstanding the um the performance by jeremy davis who plays the stranger is so good like that first interaction with him at kratos's house when he sort of just like there's like a moment where he kind of like slaps Kratos in the face or like backhands him, um, you know, and then they kind of have this tussle between the two very, and then, you know, obviously things escalate very quickly from there, but just like his introduction is so good. Uh, yeah. and like the character you can play, he plays there. Like I did, I don't think I ever put 
the two and two together that it was Jeremy Davis um, when I first played it. And it wasn't until afterwards, or like, you know, you get to the end credits, or whatever, and you're like, oh, shit. Like, you can hear the guy's voice. Um, and, and it even looks like him a little bit as well. And so once you actually see, you're like, oh, yeah, okay, oh, cool. Oh, yeah. Like, I looking at his picture, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's who it is. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, I know him from, he was in Lost. Um, right. But I guess a lot of people would know him from, I think he's in Justified as well. Um, but he's he's been in a, a bunch of a bunch of stuff. Uh, but anyway, he, he's awesome in that game, and, and so is a lot of the other characters. But I'm, I'm digging it at the moment. I'm, I'm still working my way through. Um, I think you're thinking of Walton obvious... Goggins. No, I thought, what was he in then? Saving Private Ryan? Twister? Hmm. Unless I'm no, looking at the wrong person. Jeremy Davis was in Justified. Uh, I think my... Oh, okay. Yeah, it says here, Justified. It comes up when I search for it. Who the fuck is he in Justified? I don't know. Uh, It says he had a recurring role in it. He was also, and he was in it for four years, so I don't know. Dickie Bennett? Dickie Bennett. I don't know who that is. Oh, yeah, right. Okay, yeah, my bad. Okay, I don't remember. All right, fine. Anyway, um, yeah, he's awesome. I really like him, Um, the performance he's got in that that game. So, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm, I'm having a lot of fun with God of War on the, um, on the PlayStation. It's good to sort of, you know, there's not a lot happening at the moment, not a lot of games coming out of this stage. So going back and playing some, some really good games has been a lot of fun. Um, just when I've got a couple of hours to spare at the end of the night, if I want to sit in front of my TV and play God of War, if I want to just sit in front of the computer, I can jump in and play some, some Red Dead. Um, it's been good. So that's that. Cool. You got a couple more in here? I got a couple. Um, yep. Groundhog Day, like father, like son. Uh, you talking about VR constantly has got me thinking about VR games that I've got that I've never played. Groundhog cool. Day, uh, I think it was last week anyway. So um, yeah, I figured I'd give it a fucking squeeze. Uh, it's yeah. it's technically a sequel to the film. And you play... Uh, right. An official sequel? I believe it's like sanctions, yeah. Okay, cool. Um, and you play uh, Bill Murray's character's son, and you go to Groundhog Day, and you find yourself trapped in the same day over and over again on a day when you are supposed to be uh, dedicated or part of a, a ribbon-cutting ceremony uh, for a statue to your dad, who is apparently a big deal in... Uh, and um that gobbler's knob and uh yeah you find yourself looping back um over and over again through time and it's yeah i guess pretty interesting i guess you know uh it's 
a little bit rigid in the way it does things. Like, right. It turns out the worst part about being stuck in a time loop would be having to listen to the same unskippable dialogue sequences over and over again, as if, <laughs> and, and like, I guess in the film, you know, uh, there are a lot of different things that uh, Bill Murray's character finds himself able to do. You know, he, he runs into Ned, what's his face, the insurance Ned guy. Ned Ryerson. Ryerson, and like punches Ned. him. Or, you know, d- like he interacts, the the variety of ways in which he deals with Ned are sure, like quite, quite a lot of different ways. And you don't have the same ability. You sort of just like, you come downstairs after waking up uh, to that fucking Sonny and Cher song and you ha- you st- you're stuck listening to your mum yap again and then she takes yeah. the phone call again and you sort of just you're not you're not su- like you don't have to stand there and listen but like she will deliver all of that dialogue again you can't make her shut the fuck up as far as I can see uh, and mm. like what you're supposed to be doing is using that time to accomplish other things there are a number of th- things in that yeah. room that you have to accomplish uh so that and it has like a, a flow on effect you want to make like a smoothie and some breakfast and uh i think you want to i i didn't work it out but i think you want to open up a window so that a snowball doesn't smash the window and there's a couple of different mm. things that you want to do um and like you have to hunt around and like sort of mentally catalog all the things you need to get done um yeah before you know you can move on to the next section and if it's right. it's annoying if you if any of them fail and uh sure. it's, it's like hard to work out exactly what triggers success versus failure on a couple of them uh because when you fail you know you have like it's not like you can just revert like the to revert time you have to go you have to loop the day again you have to go mm. all the way back again. Uh, it's not, and it's like, it's not like an edge of tomorrow where you can just fucking grab a gun and then like fucking reset, uh, which they do a couple of times in Edge of Tomorrow. Instead, you just have to wait for it to pl- wait, wait for your failure to play out, type thing. Um, which right, so, yeah. So you can't kill yourself. As far as I can that see, sort of thing. I, I didn't find any way to kill myself. Um, which, which is actually a part of the movie. <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty big p- fucking part of the movie, um, which, yeah, is, is annoying. But, um, yeah, otherwise. It's a, it's a cool idea. Maybe maybe you do yeah. find a, a way to to kill yourself, and that would make the game, like, as macabre as the idea is, it would make the game a lot fucking better because you would be able to... Like, not only do you recognize very quickly when you fucked up, ah, hmm. uh, like when you do the first things a couple of times, you recognize pretty early on that you fucked up, and you're like, okay, well, I need to reset. Like, you'd be able to reset in that moment. Sure. Um, but yeah, you just can't, and it just drags things out significantly. So, is it? Is it you like in a um like in a puzzle box where where uh 
theoretically you'd be able to solve the game in one go if you didn't know anything about it or is it sort of like gated to the point where you're doing you're solving a puzzle and then once you solve that you sort of reset and that opens up another thing or is it like everything is available from you at the start you've just got to figure it out uh no it's it's pretty gated like for like the first thing you have to do is make a smoothie right uh you won't know that you have to make a smoothie until your first loop after your first loop you know right like you couldn't you couldn't know that you had to make a smoothie or you couldn't know i guess you could know the details of the smoothie but by the time you find out what the smoothie requires I think the timing of it is such that you would never be able to make the smoothie. Like, I think you basically have to loop. Um, hmm. You couldn't solve this puzzle without looping. I think. Right. Uh, unless you, unless you actively knew, like, if you were sitting there with a fucking yeah. walkthrough, then I. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, if I had a guide. Yeah. Or, or, or if you finished if you finished the game and then went and started a brand new game and knew exactly what you needed to do, could you, could you do, do it. it in one loop? I think you could. Or is it like? No, I'm pretty sure you could. Get, you, yeah, that that to me is interesting. That, yeah, that's definitely Still. interesting. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like, uh, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying it's not interesting. It's just no. Yeah, uh, a little tedious in its execution. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, that looks pretty cool. So that's fifteen dollars on Steam, fifteen US. Um, it's cool. available on on. Uh, it looks like PlayStation as well, PlayStation VR. Right. Nice. Cool. Awesome. What triggered your interest in that? Did you just like? I bought it ages ago. Did you ago. find it somewhere? Uh, yeah, I, I think it just popped up uh, as a recommended game. I'm like, uh, sure, oh, I'll check that out. Uh, Watch the trailer, and you know, it's got enough of groundhog day to trigger the nostalgia and it looked pretty interesting do they have the song awards yeah of course yeah <laughs> Poor Joe. you think that was the most expensive part of the game? probably <laughs> <laughs> i think it's licensed by sony and stuff so yeah, um, yeah but yeah all right so we've also got betrayal legacy up on this bitch uh so this is one of the games that i played uh with other people uh, I was able to go visit some some friends, uh, and uh, this is a, this is a crew of people that are like we played the entirety of Betrayal Legacy with, and oh. um, we are really fucking close to the end. Really fucking, I think we got two more games, and we all have finished Betrayal Legacy. And I'm going to feel really sad when when that happens because uh, I think Betrayal Legacy might be my favorite board game, like flat out mm-hmm. my favorite board game. I think it's uh, such an interesting um, like idea and it's largely very well executed. Most of the time it's very well executed. Although we did run into, I thought this was really weird. We ran into... Um, we had a haunt, so the way Betrayal Legacy works is um, it's it's Betrayal at House on Haunted Hill or House on the Hill or whatever the fuck it's called. Betrayal, uh, a, a pretty classic board game where you explore a house and after a certain amount of time, 
uh, a haunt begins. And when the haunt begins, uh, generally someone is becomes a traitor. And when that person becomes a traitor, they're trying to kill everyone else in the game and everyone else is trying to either kill them or solve something so they can succeed. Uh, and it's it, it like because it's a legacy game all these other things happen you know you add sticks to the board or you destroy tiles parts of the house become inaccessible all that kind of stuff it evolves over the course of the game uh, but it's all driving towards you know largely the same thing it, it plays out very much the same way except every haunt is different you know uh, one haunt might have um what do we have there was some sort of fucking hell hounds running around and you had to avoid the hell hounds while sealing them back into hell or um there was a a horse and it was controlled by the traitor and the only way like the horse would kill everyone uh it was too powerful uh but if you killed the traitor the horse would go away so you had to go kill the traitor and the traitor didn't want to die obviously and like it plays out different every single time one thing we had right near the end was uh so the first game we played was we had a secret trader mm. and uh i i i generally do all the reading i read out like everything in the book and then um yeah we sort of just go based on that uh so in in the first haunt we had a secret trader and it said, like, right at the end of the description of, of this haunt, uh, that the secret trader would only be revealed. Uh, they would know who they were, um, but they would have to, like, they'd accomplish their goal towards the end uh, of, like, they, they could basically, once they died, they'd be able to reveal that they were the, the secret trader and they'd be able to take control uh, of a frankly overwhelming number of cultists. Uh, and the cultists were not that difficult to kill, but because it's a dice game, there is an element of RNG involved. And because of the way the rest of the haunt was set up, the non-traders had to basically um sacrifice their own health to close these essentially portals and uh and then like close this giant portal basically like set up these runes around the basement and then go close the portal on the top floor um the thing was the thing of it was so it said uh once the trader dies uh have the trader turn to the next page and like or not once the trader dies have the trader like it was just have the trader turn to the next page but it was very adamant that they were they were a secret trader and so we couldn't i like we weren't sure how to do it right we were like okay well someone's the trader right but they don't want to reveal who it is by taking the book and reading the fucking trader shit. And also it seems like, because it's a secret trader, they're supposed to have secret goals. So we won't, like, 
tell them. Like, we, we don't want to go through the secret goals as a group because then we'll know the secret goal, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it was just it was just poorly worded, right? Sure. And it turned out that there was, like, uh, the trader player felt that they only had one option on how they su- could succeed, uh, which was to die. Um, and then they could take control of, of all the cultists and murder us. Uh, which it seemed like was correct. And then after we finished, it turned out there was something else they could do that would dramatically improve their chances of winning. Which, on one hand, they already had really high chances of winning. Like, the amount, like the only reason the, the non-traders, the, like, regular people, we won this, this haunt, we beat the trader... But the only reason we won was because, like, we fucking, we played it so fucking slick. Uh, you get a bunch of items, and you can combine items in very interesting ways. And so basically what we did was we combined our items in such a way as to teleport uh, me with the item we needed to close the portal. But I also had to have an item that allowed me to ignore all obstacles, and once we did that, I was able to then, uh, I still, like, it was still a dice roll, but, uh, I would have had to fucking, it would have been a spectacular failure if I'd fa- fucked it up. Um, yeah. And, and we managed to win. Uh, if I'd failed that dice roll, we would have lost 100%. Like, you know, literally all, all balanced on this one dice roll because we'd, we'd blown everything on trying to get to this location and I would have been swarmed immediately um afterwards we read that there yeah there was a very clear other way that they could go about doing the the thing and then anyway so on the very next haunt it tells us we've got a secret trader again but this time it goes through how the secret like it was it was as if they realized they'd fucked up on that previous haunt. And then, so for the next haunt, they had fixed it, but they never went back to fix that previous one. It was very weird. I just found it to be like an odd misstep for the the game. We've had a couple of haunts that I think didn't really work out at the end of the day. Uh, the, The thing about having, you know, wildly different mechanics from haunt to haunt is that, uh, it can be difficult to communicate exactly how every single thing is supposed to go down. Generally, mm-hmm. I would say once every second session, I will wind up Googling a haunt to find out how, like what other people did. And yeah. every single time I wind up Googling a haunt, it will be like, it'll take me to boardgamegeek.com and it'll be like some 15 page discussion of people arguing exactly how it's supposed to work. Like, yeah, yeah. That's the only problem with betrayal legacy is that like there are, because it's so complex, it winds up not necessarily working out sometimes. Hmm. But that said, it has generally been a spectacular fucking run. And, uh, yeah, I really fucking enjoyed uh playing it so yeah i'm excited to play it but also a little bit sad that it'll be over soon i need something like it there's like for me 
legacy games are the fucking the shit i don't really go with like there's a there's the storytelling aspect that i really like about legacy games you know we played risk legacy together for well until we fucking ruined that risk legacy game <laughs> uh and and i thought the storylines that came out of our time playing that game together were far more interesting than just playing risk you know hmm. um not like i wouldn't be talking about the time we played risk together because who fucking cares but talking about yeah playing risk legacy completely different because there are fucking there's such interesting things that happen you guys all voted to ruin the fucking game or you all collaborated to specifically kill me and you did it fast enough that i had to sit there fucking 90 minutes one time um while you guys played risk without me you know interesting <laughs> things um yeah good times i love legacy games but i just don't know i don't know what my yep. next legacy game is going to be i got pandemic legacy but that one's too fucking too depressing can't play a pandemic uh in the middle of a pandemic so yeah i need something yeah, new. you could it's too no it's too sad yeah anyway so there's that nice you, all right um what else do we have here called duty i think is the last one warzone warzone uh still playing warzone having uh varied amounts of fun i full tilted the other day not yesterday the day before what day is the day mm. tuesday on tuesday i tilted fucking hard uh I, I don't know what it was i don't know if the servers were being shit or uh or what but like it just seemed like nothing was going my way uh i was constantly every single i think every single game i watched uh a kill cam on i was killed while i was behind cover um or i was watching and when i shot them there were hit markers galore and when i watched the kill cam back they didn't take any damage and i'm like this is fucking idiotic it is so bad the tick rate in this game is so fucking bad um that it, yeah it was just aggravating as fuck uh, and then yeah we we're playing yesterday and we we're having a lot more fun um i think it's just I was, yeah. maybe maybe it was <laughs> maybe that's what it was um we got finally lag compensation was working in our favor um but no um i think i'd really like to see them do some stuff to the map and stuff you know like i'm starting to feel like there are parts of the map that are constantly highlighted like featured and far too dull to be as prominent as they are mm-hmm. uh i'm thinking of farmland like that area between farmlands and quarry in particular uh there are a lot right. of final circles that wind up there um it is because of its general area if a circle tends towards the right hand side i mean just anywhere middle of the circle will tend to have more time being in the final circle uh, but yeah if, if if it tends towards the right it's going to tend towards farmland and I'm it's just, very open and flat. It, it is a shitty fucking area. Yeah, they need to chuck some fucking forest in there or something, just to, just to, 
give a little bit of natural cover because otherwise it becomes extremely annoying to move through. Um, we had a fucking sick fight, uh, sick game yesterday. Actually, uh, it nearly all fell apart. The one we won, um, right? Yeah, that was fucking rad. Uh, we I don't know how many fucking kills we all got in the end. I, like we fucking. I think it was like 18 was 20 something team. i'm not sure it was like we fucking we went ham as a trio uh and yeah it just felt like we were constantly in fights or constantly under pressure like being pressured um hmm. but we sort of we started at quarry um and then like looped around but the circle wound up finishing pretty close to quarry yeah, like nearly where we landed. Yeah, like real close to it. Uh, like 100 meters. But we had like, over, like it's not like we hadn't been moving. We had been fucking... <laughs> we left. We had like full left and then had to come back to where we'd been. Uh, yeah, so... Uh, but yeah, that, that fight at the fucking warehouse was top notch. Like fucking awesome shit. Um, just constantly under so much pressure there's a there's a warehouse that's sort of on the outskirts of quarry it's usually got a buy station at it um and there must have been four teams on this warehouse alone like fighting uh we're in the thick of it uh constantly like we we were fighting a team there i think we chased it down because they bought someone in right that's what we uh, we headed there for and then there's a like we third party to team, uh, got in, got the kills, then we got third or well, fourth party, and then fifth party, and like it just kept going and going and going, uh, and yeah, we're like covering angles, buying mm. each other armor, like just fucking like scrapping for ammo, uh, reviving each other off the fucking floor and shit, like yeah, like nonstop fucking shit but we just played it really fucking good because i think what it, what it is at the end of the day one of the things that i think uh sets games with like you me and nate apart is that we all know what the other person either needs to be doing or is doing like like when when I'm thinking, okay, like Luke needs to be pushing left. You're already pushing left. That's what's fucking like we've like we've got very good comms, but also very good instincts that marry with the fucking playstyle, like each other's playstyle. Like it just fucking works. Yeah, and I think like if you're, I think there was a case of where you, I don't remember if it was your Nate that went down during that fight, and I stood. I was still back a little bit at a wall, like you guys had pushed up. But rather than me pushing up to where you guys are, I sit back and now I'm covering like the entirety of the left and right where you guys are trying to like peek around the wall and shit. So when you go down or whoever goes down, I can then cover while well, the other, the other fights, one right? Up, yeah. Whereas if I'm up there with you guys, if somebody else pushes, I don't know which side they're coming from. Like, I don't know if they're coming from the left or the right. Yep. And that means that if they do push, I can start shooting at them. 
and that gives you guys more time to revive, right? It's yeah. not just f- three of us sitting in a small spot being like, oh, we don't know what's going on. Like at that stage, it's 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 do we even revive or do we like what do we do here? Yeah, but or like yeah. s- like the same fight when the, there was that sniper on the fucking uh, oh on the hills the entire time by himself. Yeah, yeah. and uh, we had we had to push him, uh, but he just kept like fucking chunking you guys. And so I, like, climbed up in the fucking warehouse and I was just suppressing fire. It wasn't even, like, I was maybe one or two hits here or there, but, like, all I was really trying to do was force him to stop fucking peeking you guys and you guys were able to obviously close the distance. And, like, th- that was shit that just happened fucking organically. Like, we just made that work. I think when we play with hmm. other people, sometimes, uh, like they're on a different wavelength and they operate like the way they operate doesn't work the same. Like they will do things. I think the main thing is that like, it's, it's communication, right? Like they, I was playing, I played some more games last night uh, with the third person crew. And I think we would have won our last game uh, when like the circle sort of ended in downtown. And I managed to get uh, one of the boys up and like i got i got him back up it was very fucking hairy um but I, I got him back up and then we didn't have any armor but we could push if we pushed across the road we'd be able to get into cover and inside the circle and so i'm like okay i'm pushing across and i pushed across and i think like where if if i were to say that to you or Nate right i'm pushing across you guys would follow or if you weren't going to follow you would say i'm going to stay and cover our backs right mm-hmm. what happened instead was he stayed uh to there was someone inside uh the building that we were leaving uh and uh he wanted to secure the kill so that they didn't get us in the back while we were trying to cross uh, i understand i understand what he was doing but he didn't say it and so I didn't know that he wasn't with me. And so I pushed a fight with two people that I wouldn't have, right? I would have just stalled until he arrived. Um, but yeah, like the, the it's, it's purely communication is one of those things. Like you just, I, like, it's just information, right? At the end of the day, all battle royales are just information games. And uh, I think our information game as a trio is fucking top notch. And yeah, usually the games when we like do really well um, with our, our fourth, fucking around are, are games where the communication are fucking is is top notch. No, I think it's a um, yeah, it's a common thread. Yeah, anyway, I don't know. Um, still good fun. Um, they're adding in. You now have to fucking sms like get an sms when you sign up for a new account mm-hmm. which is on fantastic PC. on pc which is yep. uh, fine uh there are there are cheaters on playstation stuff but there aren't anywhere near as many um and yeah uh i'm excited i'm good i'm, I'm happy that, that they're doing this uh because i think it's fucking necessary yeah, uh, they're thinking about how to stop or 
at least. I mean, the people that are going to want to cheat are going to figure out ways to do it, but yeah. it's it's a, it's another hurdle for people that just regular people that are like, oh, I want to fuck around. Like, it's hard. It's another thing they've got to try and get past. Like, oh, I've got to get a phone now. Like, another right. phone that hasn't been blocked. <laughs> it is, like, at the end of the day, that's that's what it's about, right? It is, like, there is a subsect of people, right, who cheat as a matter of, like, habit. They just want to fucking cheat, uh that's that's what they're about they just like to cheat in games and then there mm. is a subset uh of people who what they want to do is oh i'll just make a free account and see what the cheating is all about because they're not doing hardware bans or anything they're just banning accounts so yeah i'll just see what these hacks are about i'll have a look and then there's or you know there's there's another subset of people who are like oh i'll just do it Oh, I just got I just got hack killed. I'm gonna go fucking download the the hacks myself and and fucking troll cunts. Just fuck this shit. There's like there's all all there's so many reasons why people cheat, and so many of those reasons are not for some sort of sad variant of personal glory. Uh, but you can curb loads of them uh, hmm. with with accounts that can't be easily replicated. Uh, as soon as you increase the difficulty uh, to cheat, you curb cheating so fucking much. Uh, and so, yeah, I think it's a, a fantastic thing that they're, um, that they're doing this because it's just going to, yeah, really make those casual cheaters rethink what they're doing um and that they announced it it's not like oh from next week we will be doing this it's just from now on that's uh that's yeah a really good thing. there's no warning yeah all yeah. right cool that's the games there's a lot um, yeah true nice yeah been, been playing a big big bunch um should we kick off with the Xbox stuff or should we talk about PUBG? I put that down. PUBG. Oh yeah, we might as well. <laughs> let's let's go straight into PUBG. Yeah. Uh new PUBG patch dropped on the test servers last night, 7.2. Hmm. Um we I was actually for whatever reason on their YouTube page at the time of the right. premiere. Yep. I linked it to you guys cuz I think someone had post like that it had leaked like so, like uh Someone was doing some data mining and um, I just managed to click on the the page and it was like premiering 15 seconds. And I was like, oh, okay, fair enough. Um, so we got to watch that live and there's some, I guess, some pretty big changes coming. Uh, a lot of weapon w- reworks <clears throat> that they're putting in the game. Um, they're trying to balance the uh, the M4 a little bit more. Right. Um, by, I guess, changing not only that gun, but the behavior of some of the others as well um which is good i guess they're doing like uh things with the m16 and that sort of stuff the barrel uh, and working with that and then you've got uh i guess one of the other gameplay changes is the way that the um uh, what do you call them the red gas canisters work um uh gas canisters is that what they call them fuck 
I've, I've blanked. Anyway, um, you can use them to refill your cars. At this stage, Fuel you can cams. also use them to shoot and they'll blow up. Um, but now you're able to get seven seconds of fuel and you can pour the gas out onto the ground and you can uh, trigger a fire with it. And um, You can shoot it. That's a cool. I believe Mythbusters yeah. showed is not possible, but... But it is possible in PUBG. Yes. Um, so yeah, the gas cans can be... Uh, the actual gas can be shot and they'll live fire. Um, the gas stays for about four minutes, three and a half minutes on the ground before it disappears. So you can set up like traps and things like that. You can also now throw the gas canister and then um, either shoot it while it's in midair or shoot it while it's on the ground uh, and it'll leave another flame, uh, flame wall wherever it lands. Um, so I guess they're just trying to change up sort of the mechanics behind how that works as opposed to just being like something you can dump on the ground and then shoot it or use it to block the car so that stuff's interesting um they're adding in a new like ranking system uh which will be play uh which will be changing the way the actual game plays as well so new modifiers in terms of loot systems the way the circles work um the amount of plays that are in the actual game so it seems to be like they're lining it up more up with the uh, competitive scene, which was previously a custom mode that you could go in and play, like an esports mode. Yeah. Um, but they've now taken that, put it into um, this ranked queue, and uh, so you can, I guess, level up and earn rewards through that. And the other change that I thought was probably one of the bigger ones on here um, is that they have implemented exactly the same thing as what uh we just talked about in call of duty which is you need to have a mobile account to verify uh your PUBG account um which is another way to negate cheaters as we just explained but it's only attached to certain regions and also the ranked mode it's only ranked uh, yeah which is i mean <laughs> it's sort of pointless it's like again it's like man why they're like doing half a job that's it right like that is that is literally only half the fucking job yeah oh my god yeah it's infuriating i haven't been back to PUBG. i cannot imagine how it would feel to move in the game now if uh if apex felt slow i've got mm. to assume PUBG uh is in some slow-mo shit but uh like it is crazy to me looking back looking at what they keep doing is just uh it's it's gutting like one one day i would love to i would love to find out what happened behind the scenes of this game i'd love to find out the full details in some sort of like fucking hearts of darkness Tell style me. yeah yeah um because so- something went wrong along the way it was on track and then it just veered wildly off course yeah um, that i mean it's it's something we've talked about a lot of of like they made an excellent game but then didn't know how to make it a service yep. which is what so many other games have done and yeah. and um and even just that like 
one i guess that wasn't the biggest change the biggest change is that they're they're trying to fix something that has has been a problem with PUBG is that it's it's bleeding players immensely to yep. the point where it's now uh it's obviously still a very popular game but we're talking about like at one stage PUBG was the biggest game on Steam yep. by a lot mm. uh it's now roughly in the top 5 most days depending on the time of day sometimes it drops out of the top 20 um depending on which regions are playing but they've now added bots into the game on PC so they'll be filling in um certain spots with ai controlled characters to i guess from what i've been reading it's to try and make other players feel like they're doing something as opposed to just getting killed like killed instantly or all the time um like it's it's trying to make the player feel more rewarded by killing bots <laughs> it's 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 not good it's not good like there's i i don't see I don't, yeah, I don't know. It just feels like a slap in the face for people who actually want to continue to play this game seriously. It doesn't affect us, I guess, but yeah, I think bots is, it's basically throwing in the towel, isn't it? You know, like that, yeah. that, that is admitting defeat at the end of the day, uh, there is, I mean, I could see it in Fortnite if Fortnite mm. needed it, right? Sure. Because so I've watched my uh, little nephew play, right? Right. And. Uh, but that's not what PUBG is. But that's not, yeah, that's not PUBG. <laughs> like PUBG is supposed to be this, this, um, like hardcore, I don't know, if that's what yeah. you want to use, but like really, uh, skilled slow paced sort of game that you don't really want to be playing against bots it's it's the wrong game to put them in exactly um and the only reason i think like i don't i'm sorry i don't buy this the thing they've put in here i honestly think this is because they're struggling to fill servers that's exactly um, it yep and i guess the real tell here will be at the moment they're saying it's only going to affect certain player skills depending on where you are in that tier um and then that'll affect how many actual bots are in each match but what's going to happen is when this thing actually goes live how many of the pros are going to be seeing these these bots running around like and that'll that'll tell us whether or not it's actually for newer players or not um or if they're just trying to fill servers up because I mean, if the pros are playing, or the highest skilled players, and they're seeing a lot of bots in their games, then why are they in the games if they're for newer players? players? Yeah. That just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, 100%. Um, yeah, I, I just, I honestly think this is just a to fill servers because they've had so many problems with matchmaking and trying that, to get certain regions filled and maps That's why I think it's, it's a admission of defeat. Yeah. But yeah, because they're, they're dropping just about they're dropping about ten percent of their player base every month regularly. Every yeah. once in a while, they'll they'll get a couple of um, when they put out a big patch, they'll they'll get a couple of people back in. But yeah. it's it's been bleeding pretty constantly for the basically since it uh, like January or December, the 
couple of months after it came out. It's at the point now where the the average player base is, I think it was three or four months of into early access. So this is before it went 1.0. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's pretty sad to see them get to this point, which sucks because it's an awesome game. Yeah. They just don't seem to know what to do with it. Um, they had that whole weird crafting system they did with the um, the April Fool's event. I don't know if you saw that because no. that seems to be something they want to do in the game. It was like wizards and wizards and all these other sorts of things. Sure. Um, and there was a crafting system behind that, and that's something that they said they want to put in the actual game. They're testing it, so I don't know. It seems like there's some big changes coming, but it feels like it's maybe too late. Late, like they're trying to get people to come back, but the people that want to come back aren't the people that are like, oh, you know, that game needs bots. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, exactly. what that game needed was better anti-cheat, um, better uh, de- developer communication, uh, stuff like that, and they they fumbled completely. So, yep. that's their problem. Yep. Anyway, I don't like pooping on PUBG all the time, but it's just yeah, that's where we are. Maybe we need all to right. remember there was a period of time when we were like, should we? Uh, put a moratorium on talking about PUBG because we do it too much. Mm. Maybe we should put a moratorium on pu- talking about PUBG because it's too sad. <laughs> yep. All right. That could be it. That's it. All, All right. right. Cool. Xbox 2020, the first one, started last yep. week. You woke up early this, this week. I don't know if we call it early. It was like 9 a.m., 9 a.m., something that's, like that. That's early for you. Fuck off. It's, it's you know like it an is. hour earlier than what I normally get up. <laughs> Um, no, I actually was, I was, I didn't actually wake up early. I was already up. Uh, I was playing, I got up and started playing something. Um, right anyway, I, I'd gotten up right. and, um, started watching this, the first next generation console stream that Xbox were touting. Um, they copped a lot of flack for things. This is this is basically their first stream where they're going showing off uh, like games for this console, yep. um, and there was a lot of miscommunication about what exactly they were going to be showing. Like hours leading up to this event, there was developers like creative leads from the Assassin's Creed team being like, "You sort of need to temper your expectations about what we're going to show because uh, people were expecting gameplay like." Assassin's Creed Valhalla was teasing gameplay for this stuff and like that's kind of what we were expecting and when we started seeing some of this stuff coming out a couple of hours before it wasn't a good sign um yeah. but anyway they uh they kicked off this event with a bunch of games um I guess all of them were like third party titles um which is something that not really people were expecting it was definitely in the wording of of um like the text that they sent out earlier on being like this is what we're doing for this event but i don't think people kind of expected them just to do that like we thought there was going to maybe be some first party xbox games or something like that's but that's not why they did um so anyway should we just go through some of the games that they they showed up or all of them uh bright memory infinite which is a uh, was a first-person game developed a while back by one person, um, which is now, I guess, an actual proper game. 
Um, this might have been the only game that they showed with gameplay that looked like it could have been next Jenny. Um, yeah. Like it didn't completely blow me away. It, it did look pretty. Uh, I guess the things that sort of make it stand out is the weather effects and the wind blowing and the uh, the lighting of the environment and the way the sort of trees move and the leaves and that sort of stuff. I thought um, the fucking... Uh, the UI design looked really f- fucking cool, I thought. You know, I thought it had a very distinctive... Yeah. Like, uh, style to it that I thought worked pretty well. But, um, hmm. yeah, otherwise it was all all graphics. I didn't think... Yeah, it was all, like, environmental. But, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Nothing gameplay. You're like, oh, no. that's pretty nuts. Yeah. It just looked like shooter. Pretty yeah. shooter. Um, sort of like a mix between... Oh, what was that game? Bulletstorm? Is that the game I'm thinking of? Yeah. Where you threw out like a whip and you could like grab people in midair and do do weird things. Yeah. From people can fly. Um so yeah, that that was one of the games they showed off. Uh Call of the Sea was a first person adventure game. Um, which reminded oh, me yeah, a lot yeah, of like yeah. I guess like a Sea of Thieves vibe. That's um, not, that uh, looks pretty cool. I thought it looked kind of dull as fuck. Really? Like, uh, really, yeah, like, I don't know, just sort of, I don't know, because I, I got the feeling you weren't going to do active stuff. I, I got the feeling it was going to be sort of very hands-off. Walking, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, maybe. So, so, like, Sea of Thieves without any of the fun. Yeah, I just like the looks of it, the... right. The style, the visual style looked pretty cool. That's true. Like, yeah, it's yeah. definitely pretty. But yeah. Um, yeah. Horus was one of the games. It was like a space flying space simulator. Um, Starfighter, sort of dogfighting game. Um, I don't know. It didn't really do a lot for me. So no. didn't take much away from that. Uh, they shut off Dirt 5, which... It's a, it's a racing game. I mean, Dirt Five's usually been pretty good, but yeah, um, just looks like a pretty racing game. When I mean, we get them every every generation, uh, Madden NFL Twenty One, they showed. I put this on my Twitter. Um, let me see if I can find it. How much they actually showed? Because I did count it. I think it was seven seconds. Right. So more than Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Um, where is my tweet? Because I, rem- I hear it. Yeah, it was a two-minute trailer. And they showed seven seconds of what the game looked like. Yeah. Which is insane. Um, it was basically a trailer of like, here's the original John Madden football game. And then going through the years of how graphics have evolved and sort of what the game looked like. And then the last one was like NFL 21. And it went for, it was someone like passing a ball. And it was about four, five, six, seven seconds long. Um, so that was EA's trailer. Uh, next up was Scarlet Nexus, um, which is this anime-looking RPG. Uh, oh, didn't yeah, really right. do much for me. Um, I don't care. No. Nah. Scorn. This Scorn. might have been game of the show. <laughs> for me, I don't know what the fuck is going on. It's so uh, fucking weird. <laughs> It's too fucking weird, honestly. It's too weird. I mean, there's I, definitely I don't, I don't, some... What are you supposed to take away from that trailer? 
there's like, definitely some like hr geiger stuff going on there like huge inspiration from from him and aliens and like what he did with that in terms of his visual look but i don't know what that game was yep. i mean it had dick walls and i think it was a dick wall that's what i get that's what i sort of took oh, yeah. away from it yeah <laughs> um seems to be maybe a horror game it's about uh, as much as i know about yeah, that one maybe yeah probably possibly yeah could be um the other one we got here is second extinction which is a dinosaur shooting game uh which is apparently available on pc anyway right uh yeah it's yeah uh coming to beta on on pc and stuff um yeah sort of looks like a i don't know horde mode type game with dinosaurs which yeah i uh, fundamentally understand uh as a solid idea yeah like four player co-op type thing four player three player i'm not sure three player co-op uh but yeah uh as long as as long as the the dinosaur situation gets way out of hand i'm fucking i'm about it i love my goofy shooters yep um the next one was the ascent it's like a action rpg set in a cyberpunk world was um, the, is it a twin stick shooter or like a well i mean the thing like was that the type or yeah, it was like a top-down type thing because the the cinematics I was showing was making it look like a um, something else. <laughs> but then it got into the actual gameplay, and you're like, "Oh, okay, no, it's a top-down uh, style game." But I think that's what maybe it is, like a Diablo style thing, possibly twin twin six shooter. Yeah, um, hard to tell. Yeah, uh, the next one was the medium, which I don't know that. It looked pretty cool, I guess. It was very strange looking. It might have been one of the maybe most impressive looking games that they showed. It's, on it's there. gorgeous. It's yeah. I thought it, like was supposed to have gameplay, but I couldn't work out what the gameplay was. Yeah, I mean that's a seems to be a running theme was, of a lot pretty, of this stuff. Pretty common, yeah. Yeah. Um, next up was uh, Vampire: The Masquerade Bloodlines Two, which. You know, I'm all in for that game. Looks great. 100%. Yep. Um, but you know, I, it didn't really show too much. Um, there was definitely stuff in there that looked like gameplay, but it's still sort of hard to tell. Um, Yakuza, like a dragon, a Yakuza game that's already out, so that's coming. Sure. And uh, the final one was the one I guess everyone's hanging out for: Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Um. Yeah, and they didn't really show any gameplay. They're trying to pass it off as gameplay, but I don't buy it. Uh, yeah, I I couldn't like couldn't work out what was gameplay in that. I I didn't see it. Didn't yeah, and a stylized like we've moved the camera to yeah. this section while this is in game or an in game cutscene. Um, that's not what I. When someone says gameplay, that's not what I'm expecting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. No, thank you. Although that, I, I don't know if you saw the, the video I clipped of the axe. Yes, yeah. But I couldn't fucking stop. 
I couldn't get it out of my mind until I'd, I'd slowed that down and zoomed it in. It was like, why would you, why would you slow-mo that sequence? I don't understand. I assume that people can be like, play? that's obviously gameplay. That's not a cinematic because, because yeah, right. That wouldn't happen. Yeah. It's um, just so weird. Yeah, and then you had like the developers responding to the criticism about what happened. Um, the oh, let me sense. get his title right. The creative director of Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Um, yeah. What did he say? Let me try and find it. Um, Yes, it says here, Hello all. You rightfully expected to see more today. We have a long marketing campaign ahead of us. You will see in-depth gameplay and get a lot more info about the game. Thank you for your excitement and passion. Be patient with us and be kind. It will be worth it. Right, yeah. So that's a non-answer then. Yeah. I mean, the the fault here, I think, lies on the developers and publishers of getting people's hopes up and spreading wrong information. Yeah. Um, I don't I don't agree with their wording that that was gameplay. Like, I want to see what the game looks like and, yep. you know, what it is. When, when uh, Cyberpunk releases a... 30 minute gameplay demo like that's the game or when rockstar does like their gameplay um trailers or whatever you know they release like 15 minute gameplay demos like you get to see what the game is and what people are doing here's the mechanics behind it and blah 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 like all this stuff that yeah. is just to me uh like cuts this is like a stylized cinematic um yep. of in-game cutscenes that moved around or you know whatever like i can't tell what is a game and, and what is no. it like at that stage so yeah. Um, rightfully, I think they should be called out for it because it's not not a good way to do it. Anyway, yeah, um, but that was the show, and I honestly was pretty disappointed. Like, this is the first glimpse we get at the next generation of what Xbox is doing, and it's supposed to be the the like, hey, here's what our hardware can do, um, and we want to we want to sell units. Here you go, but. I got none of that from this. It, I looked at all that and was like, nothing here is making me want to go out and buy an Xbox Series X right now. Uh, and, and why they would start off with that is just so strange to me. It just doesn't make any sense, which is why last week we were talking about, oh yeah, we'll see like a Halo or, or something from them, like some sort of f- first party thing where they're like, yeah. here's the power of the Xbox One, uh, Xbox Series X. And... Uh, it's a beast. Instead, we got a bunch of third-party games that, uh, like, we didn't get any of that out of it. It just looks like stuff that could be running on, you know, the original Xbox One X at this stage. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, like, uh, this, the, it, I think it's a problem, right? Like, I think it's a problem that this hardware generation is running into. Uh, this next hard, hard like, it, cross-gen hardware, whatever the fuck. Like, I remember looking at, you know, from from PS2 to PS3 and being like, holy, absolute fuck, that is, you know, Motorstorm is one of the most spectacular fucking, look at the fucking mud. Uh, look mm. at the 
the fucking worlds in, uh, what was it, Resistance, Fall of Man? Like, look at these games. And like, you know, fucking Xbox 360, Xbox One was similar. And, like, the the transition between the generations was fucking out of control. And you're like, holy shit, now, like, we're, we're looking at what they're fucking touting for this, this next generation. And it's like, uh it'll load faster <laughs> right like is that that is that the selling point yeah but yeah. it's gonna load faster than ever it look it looks better right mostly better but it's definitely gonna load faster and that's what you're buying it for because it loads faster that's yeah so, like that's certainly very cool and if i were console only i would be excited i suppose on some level about loading faster but it's not the most compelling selling point uh and yeah it's it's not yeah. the biggest differentiation point they need to do something to showcase why the fuck we should care uh, i think that they'll obviously do it but this was a bad way to start it this is this yeah, is something saying, that you right? do like, they need to do I, I'm not- the fourth the fourth one of these or the third one of these like here's what our partners are doing as opposed yeah. to here's what our partners are doing we'll show you what we're doing down the track in two months yeah exactly which is what they're saying at this stage it's, it's so weird yeah the, yeah no like they've got to show the fucking system sellers uh and they should yeah if they want the hype they the hype train to fucking continue they need to fucking start with that you don't start the engine with like that what what they showed was that was the caboose, not the fucking. Yeah, that was exactly what I was thinking. They were like, "Hey, here's my, here's my, here's the next next generation of cars. Like, you will not believe what these cars can do. But first, we're going to show you the trunk, the boot, and then we'll, <laughs> and then we'll come back and show you the rest of it in yeah. uh, in two months. Look but at you can't see the rest of it. All the storage space. Yeah, look at all this. It's so, there's so much, and you're like, that, that's but, not really why I'm buying a supercar. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> all right fair enough cool um that's yeah. exactly how i felt like finishing watching that and uh you know they're talking about hardware ray tracing mm. and you don't get any of that from the stuff no, they show no not at all yeah it's just it blows my mind anyway um so i was pretty disappointed except for the wall dicks like uh, that game looks amazing that was the best thing about that show hands down um, absolute genius and the following up from that, and I'm I don't know if you read this. So many fucking walls. What? <laughs> yeah, or just the one. Just stand there and through. Right, hopefully, it comes to VR. Well, it limply spurts for some reason. <laughs> why was it? Why was it such a limp spurt? What the fuck? But they also went to it like twice. It I know. Like, they like oh, they came we back to it. This, it's back on, baby. Yeah, that's why I had to make a video about it. I just thought it was too funny. Um, yeah. Anyway, so uh, once that ended, IGN put up an article from uh, Tom Marks, who is the, I think he's the second in charge reviews editor over there, um, or he might be deputy editor. I can't remember. Anyway, um, but basically the gist of the article was that um, people should lower their expectations for next generation um, because he, he didn't believe that uh we're gonna see as big of a leap from yeah, from right. last you know the last ones um i didn't see this it uh, got but you didn't read this no i didn't see it 
Oh, it went it upwards. it did the rounds um yeah. i do not agree with it i mean i've been saying for a while that i think this is going to be a really big jump in terms of <laughs> games i think we're going to see a, a big jump because of the the ssd is going to be massive like being able to load stuff a lot quicker and stream in bigger levels without any of the stuff that's happened before um and then the lighting with the ray tracing is going to be huge uh, and obviously pushing it towards 4k right crisp images um, so I think it's going to be the biggest jump that we're going to see. Um, he doesn't agree. He thinks it's going to be not as uh, not as big, but that's his opinion. Um, and so in, in saying that... I mean, that, I, I agree lo- with him. I mean, honestly, I, I, I do. I agree with him. I don't, I don't think we're going to see it for a little while. I think eventually we will see the jump once they get a handle on the technology, but I, I do not think initially we're going to see that bigger jump. We're going to see... Yeah, uh, the sort of the sort of jump that you see when you go from like one series of graphics card to one higher. That's I think that's going to be launched for these next gen consoles, right? And like I think that's I where the from 1080 to a 2080. I'd be like, yeah, it's better. Uh, and then you know, obviously, turn RTX on and watch my frame rate tank and be like, cool. Sweet. Finally. Yeah. One day um, I'll get an RTX card, Luke. Uh, until then, yeah. I just imagine what it's like. <laughs> uh, so you just back to that article. I think that one of the, um, I guess, and I think it's to the article's fault and maybe the heading of the article. Right. What he was trying to point out was that the uh, sort of like the launch window of this generation won't be a big jump and i think that's not really what i read into the article about it just seemed like he thought that the next generation is not going to be as graphically powerful right um whereas he was trying to point out no it's i mean like at the start of the launch window but that's not what you get out of the heading or the yeah right you know how the intro of that so i think it was a bit of gotta get them clicks yeah, and that's what a lot of people were driving towards. It was very clickbaity. Um, to the point where Jeff Keighley jumped in Ooh. at one stage and was being like <laughs> immensely disagreeing with him uh, and then started retweeting his article again today after oh. the next piece of news being like, well, this this article got old very quickly. <laughs> type thing. Ooh, Jeff, going in. Yeah. Um, so Epic today revealed Unreal Engine 5 with a demo of... Uh, a tech demo running in the PlayStation 5 hardware. Uh, so you just had a chance to watch this before we yes. started recording. Goes for about 12, 12 minutes or so, and it shows off Unreal Engine 5 running at uh, f- uh, higher resolution. I think it's 1440p. Um, at It seems like it's 30 frames per second on a on PlayStation 5 hardware. Um, and yeah, I think this is probably the most impressive thing we've seen in terms of what this hardware can do at this stage, this next generation hardware, because it shows off the new um, stuff they're doing with lighting, uh, levels, sort of the scope of how quickly you can jump between um, like smaller contained areas, often to enormous areas, and then have it just streamline really quickly. Um, so yeah, what did you sort of get out of that? And did you did you so watch many the whole thing? Triangles, no, I didn't. <laughs> 
watch the whole thing. So many, there's a lot of triangles. They, so they were talking many over bits fucking of triangles. Holy shit. You can't believe how many fucking triangles are in these. There's so many triangles. You every can't frame, see this fucking triangles galore. It's fucking, it's just all over the place. It's triangles for days, baby. You fucking, if you yeah. love triangles, you're going to love Unreal Engine 5. Um, yeah, um, I don't know. Um, it looks gorgeous. I think it looks gorgeous. Um, obviously, the, the fidelity uh, is fantastic. I worry a little bit. Uh, I didn't. I heard them talking about baking in a lot of animations, like uh, contextual animations. Yeah, uh, I worry touching that, the wall and doors. Yeah, that that's going to result in a lot of um, games looking vaguely the same. Uh, that that there will be uh, like just you know is touching a door going to be the Wilhelm scream of video games for this generation or some shit you know like where you're like oh there it is there's the door touch uh, like you are anytime yeah. you hear the fucking scream uh, which I don't I don't I mean like happens, Naughty Dog's been doing that for a long time in their games yeah oh I got mad Uncharted vibes out of this uh, this demo um, yeah. I was thinking. Uh, something else I was thinking was, uh, would you really want to go adventuring with a scarf that's longer than your own body? Because that seems like it's it's, it's pretty dangerous. It seems like a choking hazard. And I don't know if it's like, obviously it's very nice to show off cloth physics, um, which for whatever reason, I never understood cloth physics. I, never, I have never understood the gaming industry's fascination with cloth, cloth physics. They're like... I remember when they were first introduced back when like PhysX was like first coming into the frame. They're like, look at how these curtains hang. And I'm like, I have never in my entire fucking life noticed mm. how curtains hang outside of video games. I don't care how curtains hang in real life. I am not going to care about how they hang in a fucking video game. And then they're like, but look at them react to the wind. And you're like, I don't care. But they're going to show physics somehow, I guess. And uh, that's one yeah. way to do it. And so, yeah, two long scarves are the new shit. Um, I didn't get much further than that, than touching the door. I'm like, all right, cool. Uh, I'm going to do a okay. podcast. So. It gets to her, like, flying around in a giant area. Um that's oh, yeah. kind of what they explain. Like, hey, this isn't just regulated to the small contained areas. Uh, Here's a giant open world and me flying around and shit like that. Cool. Uh, yeah. Anyway, like that to me is what Xbox should have done. Like something like that. Like here's our here's a here's a demo that we've got running. Uh, here's showing off the power of it. Instead, we didn't get that, and then Sony beat them to it. Sony and Epic beat them to it. Um, mm. A couple of days later. And now people are like, oh, okay, this is what we're in for for next generation. Me, personally, I'm a little bit disappointed. I'd like to see, I want to see 60 frames per second become the norm. It doesn't look like we're getting that. Um, I don't think some a tech comments. demo fucking shows, I don't think a fucking tech demo shows fucking anything in, in terms of what the next generation is going to be capable of. I think, it, if anything, it, it reinforces my point. Hmm. That we are not going to see, like, the we're not going to see a system seller for a, a while. We're not going to see that initial lump, a leap. Like, whatever the, the story you were talking, the IGN story was talking about, 
that the initial run is not going to be all that impressive. We're not going to see this shit immediately. But we right. might. Uh, I mean, it, no, what if, if we were, we would have fucking seen it by now. They would have shown. They wouldn't have. They would have shown fucking Uncharted Five or some shit, right? I it, think that's, it wouldn't be that's some fucking nameless chick doing fucking nothing to showcase this tech demo on the PlayStation Five. Tech demos are tech demos, man. Like they they're built from the ground up to showcase shit, right? There's no hmm. chance that like anything we saw was. You know, oh, it's running live on the PlayStation 5. Yeah, it's running live on the PlayStation 5, and they ran it 40 times over the course of one week, and this is the best fucking version of what they just ran. And everything they did in it was so unbelievably scripted that, like, the chances of you doing exactly the same thing and seeing exactly the same stuff are zero. Like, actual zero. Um, if you were to somehow get your hands on this tech demo, you would not have the same experience, despite you not being able to do anything different. You would have a different experience. That's that's tech demos. That's how tech demos work. Is they are vertical slices that showcase one hmm. thing and one thing alone, and like instead of. You know, Titanfall 2 has a level where they you can jump between time. Tech demos are, this is the level where we've got 16 billion triangles. And this is the level where her scarf threatens to choke her to death while she climbs up a fucking wall. And this is the level where a bunch of bugs run away from some fucking light. Like, that's, they're so specifically constructed that, yeah, I don't think it's, Jeff Keighley's wrong. I don't think Jeff Keighley is wrong. Age, yeah, he's wrong. We'll see. Oh, the, we'll see. I think no. I think the article is wrong. Jeff Keighley. That's what it. you're doing. If you go for the Telstra game reviewer gig, you are not going to be the next Joe Gilroy. You're going to be the next Jeff Keighley. The next fucking industry. <laughs> Some people hype may man. Like that. Fuck yeah, do it right. Like, dude makes money. You'd make money doing Telstra game reviewer. Like, fucking go for it. One hundred percent. But you will not be a game reviewer. <laughs> Jeff Keighley's not a fucking game reviewer. He's a hype man. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm not um, shitting on Jeff. Like I can say that he's wrong, uh, and not be shitting on Jeff. Um, yeah, one hundred percent. But oh, we'll clip this. We'll clip this. We're, we'll bring it back in seven years when. Okay. When the games look ridiculous. <laughs> that's when, what I'm when saying, the right? Three falls out. <laughs> what I'm, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying the transition from this generation to the next generation is not going to look fucking good. Eventually, we will see. Yeah, eventually, it's good. still going to yeah. be good, but that's not what the article was headlined as. It was a clickbaity article. I haven't read the article. I'm arguing my own thing. I'm just tangentially yeah. agreeing with an article because it means I get to disagree with Jeff. Yeah. Um. Anyways, a big week for for Sony, I guess, as well. They're showing off Ghosts of Tsushima tomorrow. I think it's tomorrow. I'm excited. Sometime this week. They're, gonna, they're doing uh, uh, more shade because they were like, we're showing a gameplay demo. It'll be 20 minutes. <laughs> oh, bad week uh, for Microsoft. The console wars are back on. <laughs> Feels good. Yeah. It's rich. <laughs> Enriching my yep. soul. Before we move on yep. to the next thing, I uh, just wanted to talk about uh, something just arrived in the, in the post. Right. I don't know if you can see this. This is Whalebone. Whalebone. This is actually a growler. 
Uh, Growlers, I don't know if you've got them over in San Fran, uh, and you're clearly not aware of the concept when you were back here in fucking Sydney, <laughs> but the Growler is a, uh, is a jug that you can fill with beer, and uh, right. it's refillable. You can take it back and get refills uh, from wherever the fuck it is uh, you're buying beer from. I've got a place pretty close to me called Akasha that I really like, but uh, Wild Bones, a brewery over in, um, over in Exmouth. Uh, mm. in wa uh and uh i was there last last year around this time um swimming with whale sharks it was fucking amazing and uh i remember i when when you were leaving uh mm. we went around to your place to have drinks and uh we took a growler essentially close to a six pack of beer Filled with uh, filled with beer and uh, a yep. wonderful fucking souvenir from our time in Exmouth. Took around mm. and uh, you and your wife threw it out, and it has taken <laughs> this long for us to uh, fix your heinous mistake. Right, but uh, I've now got another growler for more beer, and um, I'm right. str- extremely happy. I like how you you, when you tell this story, you leave out the part where you left it at my house next to the garbage bin on the floor. I didn't leave it next to the... Why would I put it on the floor? I left it on the bench. I presume you or your wife put it down next to the fucking garbage bin. Why would you leave it there, though? Why Why would, why would I leave it, it at your house? Because I was drunk. What am I going to do? Carry stuff around while I'm drunk? I don't think so. That seems unlikely. Uh, yep. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> a tragedy has been somewhat undone. Yeah. And okay. uh, back to what we were talking about. Yeah, back to what we were talking about. Uh, the Mafia Twitter account mm. came alive a couple of days ago. Started posting since the first time, uh, since the first time back in 2018 where it just stopped. Um. And there were rumors flying around that a, uh, a remaster was in the works. And that is apparently true as of today. That was uh, an announcement, started getting press releases um, to honor the 10-year anniversary of Mafia. They're doing a Mafia trilogy. And um, there's some good stuff in here. Specifically, Mafia 1, the definitive edition, is being remade from the ground up. Uh so it's not a remaster. They're, well, they're not saying it's a remaster. They're going Final Fantasy on this shit. They're going brand new game, I guess, game mechanics. That's sort of what I'm thinking when they say it's remade what? from the ground no. up. Don't say this. Don't say this. No. No, it's a. It's just a remaster. They already fucking... No, they didn't. They already nailed it. Like, come on. Don't, 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 don't Final Fantasy this shit to me. Don't fucking do it. Oh, uh, the page is gone. It is. I just, I, I just clicked and it's gone. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I am extremely worried. Uh, I didn't even think about it that way. I just, I, I hear remake and I just think they're going to, you know, not fuck with the classic. But apparently, and Luke loves this. Fucking with classics is the fucking way to go. 
Like, just let's have another fucking Ghostbusters remake, says Luke. <laughs> let's let's do, it. do it again. And Get fucking that Chris Gaian. Hobbit that shit up, damn it. I really want to fucking draw it out. Maybe make Mafia 1 into seven different games or some shit. God damn it. I'm very upset. pretty good. Yeah. It wouldn't. Um, so that is apparently coming August 27th, Mafia 1. Uh, Mafia 2 will be a remaster rather than a remake. And that right. is apparently arriving next week. So this stuff that we're talking about right here hasn't been announced as of yet. They're teasing it. Mm. Um, but some store pages went up on the Microsoft's website, which has since been taken down. That's where this information was coming from. So Mafia 2 will be a, re, uh, a remaster, so up, updated graphics, not a lot from the sounds of it. Um, some screenshots have leaked of the uh, what the games look like. Obviously, Ma- uh, Mafia 3 is not getting touched at all. It'll just be a part of its pack because yep. um, that's a pretty new one. But the other two are getting uh, done a little bit, whereas the first one's getting a, a lot of work done to it. So I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fan of the first story. two Mafia games. A lot of fun. Very good. Yeah. Maf- Mafia 1 is one of my favorite games of all time. Mafia 2 was... I, I thought the story was better. Uh, I thought the gameplay mm. was a little bit worse. But, um, yeah, I, I'm extremely And there's excited. some cool moments in that game where, like, they intertwine with each other. And then, yeah. Oh, fuck yeah, 100%. Some really yeah. good storytelling stuff. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, I guess we'll find out more about that maybe tomorrow. I don't know how many how long they tease this for but probably soon um anyway because it sounds like it's coming out next week which will be pretty quick um other news dropped tony hawk tony hawk pro skater one and two are coming Mm. to consoles september 4th i mean i love tony hawk (laughs) right uh one and two uh it will have apparently not the full soundtrack uh, the way they worded it, it makes me think that it will not be the full soundtrack, but Gorilla Radio is going to make it. And I mean, these days you can just make your own fucking soundtrack, right? So fuck it. Um, yeah, just have Spotify running in the background, right, Job? Mm, <laughs> uh, YouTube music, I think you mean. Uh, fucking Google. Um, but yeah, uh, everyone's losing their shit. Apparently... Apparently, uh, Superman is the highlight song from Tony Hawk Pro Skater. Am I fucking crazy? Yeah. But th- that was no. That's even... that's what they're saying, right? Isn't that what Activision's saying? What? Well, I don't know. Twitter was fucking all about it. They're like, "Oh, that's the best fucking song on the soundtrack." Okay. Uh, I don't even think it's in the top five from those two combined games. I don't even think it's in the top five. I was never huge on ska music, to be honest. Mm. Uh, so maybe that's why. But I mean, um, Body Jar was on the soundtrack. I don't know if it's on this new soundtrack, but Body Jar was on the soundtrack. Some fucking Aussies. Uh, obviously, Rage Against Machine. Uh, was it NWA? NWA, I'm pretty sure. There's definitely some rap uh, or hip hop, whatever you want to call it. Um, that, But maybe that's just my own personal preferences. Um Worlds Collide, how fucking good was that song? Like, there are a lot of great songs, and I do not think ska music deserves a place in the fucking upper echelons of what people should be excited for from right th- those two games. Anyway. Yeah. 
people who love trumpets will obviously disagree. Uh, but uh, I don't, you know, I don't think they're probably too stoned to fucking uh, voice any outcry. So I'm not too worried. Right. Yeah. Are you going to take a stab at how this game has been fucked? <laughs> you reckon it's fucked? Like uh, what is in the game that they've fucked with it? Uh, there will not be infinite manuals for sure, right? And there's going to be no, no. I mean, like, is it is it going to have like um uh some sort of is there loot boxes? Do you think there's loot boxes? Oh, you reckon you reckon you reckon the monetization fucked? No, surely. I mean, don't don't. It it looks like they've updated graphics and all that sort of stuff. Uh, that maybe yeah, maybe it's just you know Tony can wear some different pants or something. I don't know. I don't give a fuck about that. I don't give a Is fuck Spider-Man about still in the game? That's important. Probably not. Yeah. Probably not? not. Uh, what if what if they do a deal with Sony and he's only on the Sony one? Oh, now that'd be some shit. That mm. would be some shit. That's a good that's a good thought. That's a good one. I like that. Um But like back to the actual gameplay, there's no way they leave infinite manuals in, right? Because they're they're always I was they were cooked. Uh, you know how you could like manual once the once the timer ran down. If you were still in a combo, you could continue your combo. And so you all you do move. was yeah. yeah manual and then just grind manual grind. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Uh, I assume they're going to ruin that. Yeah, see how anyway. they break it. Everybody's pretty hyped about that, but that'll probably blow pretty quickly. Um. And the last piece of news we got here is Drew McCoy and John Sherling are starting up a new studio called Gravity Well. Uh, and these two guys, uh, ex-developers from Respawn Entertainment, mm. um, who have worked on some very popular games, I guess most recently Apex Legends. Um, Drew was the uh, a producer over there and a creative lead. Um, John has worked on Apex, uh, Titanfall, uh, Call of Duty back in the day, um, a lot of big games. So one of the most interesting things that Gravity Well is doing is they're going to be a remote-based studio, which is good timing for what's going on right now. Um, so they'll be based in LA, but it seems like they're hiring globally at the moment. Um, you'll be able to work from home, which is an interesting change. Mm. Um, and they're looking to be a AAA studio with about 80 to 100 employees. So... Um, I mean, yeah, good luck to them. I'm definitely interested to see what they do, considering their caliber and their success of a lot of their games. You know, the Titanfall stuff's been excellent. Apex has obviously been excellent. All the Call of Duty games they've worked on have been really good. Um, they've got a lot of talent. Uh, so hopefully we see some good stuff Drew from them. Boy, haven't we? Yeah, I've, I've interviewed Drew about um, Apex. Is yeah, is certainly. really cool. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. All right, uh, and that's the news. Yeah. Uh, that's about it. Any Some questions? We're, 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 um, we're heating up in terms of news and stuff. I guess we're leading into the, I don't E3. know, eight-week-long E3 because <laughs> E3 doesn't exist anymore. So that's good. Cool. No, the Summer Games Fest, Jeff Keighley's Summer Games. Hmm. Uh yeah, but uh, otherwise no. Uh, do we have any questions? No, we don't. Okay. 
Send us questions. That means we can go. That does mean we can go. We um, can finally leave. I can go do my morning poop. Oh, I'm nice. Excited. That's what they want to hear. All right. What, uh, the it. Gap. You can find us on iTunes, Android, Windows Store, Spotify, YouTube, all those places under The Gap, the GA podcast, the Gap podcast. Um, if you do have a moment, please rate and review the show. It helps other people find it. I appreciate people that do that. If you'd like to send us questions, you can email us, the GA podcast at gmail.com. You can also go to our Discord page, the GA podcast.com slash Discord. Uh, leave us questions on there. You can play games. Uh, you can chat about other things that are going on. Um, there's a lot of good things happening over there. Let us know what you think of all this Xbox and Sony stuff. Uh, yeah. Some new trailers coming out soon. Maybe you, you're liking things. Because I, I think, uh, was it, oh, I don't remember who said it. Someone was saying that we answered a question, because I can't check right now, that we answered a question they wanted to ask, but we answered it anyway. It was about Valorant. Oh, right, yeah. Uh, was it Racy off the top of my head? Not sure. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. I don't know. We were talking last week about Valorant, and that person said that uh, we answered their question without them writing in, so that was good. Perfect. Um, Go us. You can find us on social media, facebook.com slash podcast, twitter.com slash podcast. You can find us on YouTube, thegapodcast.com slash YouTube. If you want to watch this show on video, you can see uh, Job's growler that he, mm. he brought in. Uh, otherwise, you can look at his onesie because that's what uh, I'm looking at. It's, uh, it's not a onesie. <laughs> it's an, an Udi. Oh, okay. Sorry. It's a blanket. My hoodie, bad. And it is right. the fucking tits. So there's nothing on underneath, then I take it. Why? Why? Why would there be? That's what I meant. Um, you can also <laughs> go to. Oh gosh! No, please stop. That's how <laughs> we get banned on things are heating up. Yeah, we're they'll not... be like, "Is that a nipple?" And no, oh, it's Lord, not a nipple. Not again. Not again. That's a nipple. If we're on Twitch, it'd be fine, but ah, not YouTube. True. Yeah. Um. You can go to our website, thegapodcast.com. You can find links to everything we talked about today on the show, including past episodes. You want to go check, catch up on some of them. Um, and uh, if you'd like to help support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash thegapodcast. Help uh, run the website, basically. We appreciate everyone that does that every month. We do. Helps You're us amazing. run Thanks this so show. Much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that is it for this week. Have you got anything you'd like to pimp out that you've been working on? Uh no, I can't talk about it yet. Uh um head to I think I think it'll be up tomorrow. Head to Red Bull Games. I've got some stuff going up there. Uh about, you know, uh athletes using esports to stay competitive in lockdown. Right. Is, uh, Did you talk to cool. some basketball players? No, sadly. Uh I could not oh. organise that. Australian athletes. Uh, oh. who uh, bur- no definitely not <laughs> fuck that fuck that prick um, but yeah anyway so I, I think it's good nice. yeah uh, and next yep. week uh, actually before the podcast next week head to Red Bull you can read up on the next uh, Rainbow Six Siege next uh, well, I don't know content pack, I suppose, because uh, it will. I will have played it. Hopefully, I mm-hmm. I'll try and put some footage. So, uh, depending, 
on how I go, but I'll put some footage. I'll send you the footage so you can chuck it in the YouTube next week or whatever. Yeah. Sounds good. Yep. Cool. Um, you can find me twitter.com slash Luke Laurie, L-A-W-R-I-E. And that is it for this week. Uh, nice. We'll be back next week. I think we'll be talking about uh, Monster Train because we'll be able to do that then. That'll be out by the time we um, get this oh, yeah. one up. So looking forward to that. Yes. Otherwise, see you then. See ya. See ya.